Hey, welcome to Flipping the Field, the college football podcast about all of college football. I'm Patrick Mayhorn. My co-host is Ryan Donnelly. Uh, Ryan, what's up? Patrick, lately I've been taking some cues from the Green Knight, and I have just got back from traveling 200 miles throughout the uh, northern swamps of England to go have sex with some guy's wife and then uh, get my head almost chopped off by a large wooden man. See, lately I've been taking a lot of cues from the Suicide Squad because I'm just blowing a lot of money to make people hate me. Let's go! <laughs> this is the, the Top 25 podcast that we've been talking about a little bit recently. We uh, we both put together our own Top 25s. We've we've combined them into a, a consensus as we enter into the season here. That's right. It's College um, Football's first Top 25 <laughs> podcast. You've yeah, never seen a Top 25 list. No, no. If you don't know what these are, guys, you're, it's going to blow your mind. I mean, it's, it's crazy. It, no one's ever done this before. So you've heard the number 20, right? Patrick, you've heard the number 20? <laughs> no. Imagine if there were five more teams after that. Oh, no, thanks. I think it's four more. <laughs> Hang on, I'm doing some math. <laughs> 21, 22, 23, Oh my god, it is five yeah. more. Unbelievable. Um, no, we're gonna yeah, we're gonna do a top twenty four, and we're gonna try and. That's pretty funny. Yeah, we I could, think that'd be cool. We should have thought yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah we, we could have done, you know, done. that. We're gonna do a uh, just just picking like a random number every week <laughs> to do. Um, that wouldn't be stealing anybody's bit. And uh, <laughs> who does that again? It's the top whatever. Who, yeah, who I think it's that? I think it's Spencer Hall. Oh okay. Yeah. Um, Good for him. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, we're, <laughs> we're going to do a top 25. Our top 25s, as we have found, are not really congruent with our uh, preview podcast yeah, that we did we, for, <laughs> for each conference. Um, That's this, right. We think 10-2 and two Kentucky will finish the season unranked. Yeah, yeah, this is less a projection and more how good we think these teams are, um, which is why Ryan has Alabama ahead of Texas A&M, even though we spent an hour last week talking about how Alabama is going to lose to Texas A&M. Well, these things uh, happen. <laughs> Uh, before we jump into the top 25, though, there is some some college football news that we have uh, shamelessly turned into podcast content here. Um, uh, we're the number one <laughs> podcast of Dancing on Your Grave. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we're dancing on his grave, but former Florida State head coach, longtime Florida State head coach, really the guy who kind of built the program. The Florida State guy. Yeah, the Florida State guy, Bobby Bowden, has died at 91, I Terry's believe. Dad. Uh, Terry's dad, Tommy's dad, the big two, um, the terrible two. Um, he, uh, I mean, I don't He's think Lynn he... Bowden's dad. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I love to think about Lynn Bowden listening to this podcast. Yeah. That's, that's good for my brain. Um, he, I don't think he needs a ton of introduction. Um, he was really good at Florida State. He was really unbelievably good at a program that had never really been good before. Bobby Bowden was the head coach of Florida State for 40 years after leaving West Virginia. Yeah. He won two national titles. Uh, they had 12 conference titles. They had 16 AP top 10 finishes, including 14 straight from 1987 to 2000. Yeah. Finished top 10 14 years in a row. Uh, 366 wins in a program that really barely had football before he got there. Yeah. Uh, they were they were like a women's college until like 1955, I believe. Yeah. Um, so 20 years after that, he got them to the point where they were competing for national titles. Yeah, and it's 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 always interesting. And I'm not the first to talk about this, but it's always interesting how how all three of the Florida programs really came into into being kind of at once, right? Like they sure. Miami a little bit later than the other two, but like Florida and Florida State really didn't burst onto the scene until like the 70s and 80s. It's because of of frozen orange juice concentrate futures. Yep. That's, <laughs> that's, why, the, that's yeah. why the state blew up so much. <laughs> All the recruits right. were like, I gotta get a share of those frozen yeah. orange juice concentrate yeah, futures. I gotta get in on this. Um, but he was also pretty good at West Virginia, all things considered. Went 9-3 and three in his uh, his final season there before jumping to Florida State. He's no Rich Rod. 
No, he's no Richwad. Um, Richwad now the head coach at ULM. Yeah, which we uh, love. Currently, that. which we do. I, I'm very excited to see what ULM looks like without its head coach in fall camp. I think that's going to be yeah, because uh, we were already we were really high on them, and now it's right. You know. We love that program so much. But, um, <laughs> uh, I, I am very, I am unironically excited to see Richrod recruiting in Louisiana and to Dude. see how that goes. I mean, I don't know how long this leave of absence is going to last. I would assume not terribly long but um i don't know how long it takes for terry bowden to grieve <laughs> i don't have a yeah. great i don't, I don't know have how a great long it takes yeah. to steal someone's job also yeah yeah i mean listen <laughs> he's moved into terry bowden's house <laughs> he's living there uh, listen buddy i'll just watch it for you <laughs> <laughs> possession is not intense the law <laughs> dude the idea of uh of, of rich rod ex- he's he's exercising squatters rights in terry bowden's house in hopes of turning the ulm job into the alabama job is very good what is is the number one coach you would not want to house it for you in college football oh god i mean it might be rich rod <laughs> if if we're if we're if we're able to pick any coach of all time i think joe paul might ruin your couch but oh, no. that's sort of <laughs> um i was thinking about hugh freeze as a candidate for someone who i would not want to be house for yeah me. he might i mean uh what is the uh <laughs> There's a rap line about turning a very expensive hotel room into a trap house. Do you know the one I'm talking about? Um, I don't. I don't remember much about it. I just know that there's a line about that, and that's what. Take your word for it. That's what Hugh Freeze does. He turns your house into a sort of a. Uh, they're just doing whatever they want in there. <laughs> they're doing something in there. I'll tell you that. They're certainly doing something. You don't. You don't want to. No, no, it ain't praying. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't actually, I don't think there's a single college football coach I would want in my house for really any reason. Oh, that's not true. Think I'm, about it. You don't want to, uh, hmm, okay, wait, let me reconsider yeah, you're starting this. To, starting to think about it. I think I would like to have Lane Kevin in my house. For like a long period of time? <laughs> no. <laughs> for an evening. Yeah, I think I'd hang out with Lane yeah, Kiffin, but like, Kiffin. I don't think I would want like Dan Mullen staying the night. I'd like to hear Nick Saban criticize like my chore routines for an yeah, entire day and be, like have him just work you, on the you would, you would like that. I think that'd be good. Yeah, that'd be good for me. I don't, yeah, I don't know if there's a coach that I would want like sleeping in one of my beds. Like they look dirty. I don't want that. None of them shower. They're just gonna bring. They're gonna like open their suitcase in your house, and it's just like twelve identical shackets that they wear to every practice. Yeah. It's like uh, the yes. only outfit they have. Yeah, that, they, that's that's their entire. You open up the closet. It's just that. Yeah. Just Nick Saban has it for you, and uh, all of a sudden, every like flat surface in your house has a Coke bottle uh, yeah. on top of it, and it's just uh, it cannot move. It's glued there. Yeah, there's also going to be a, a sort of a, a Coke arrival with Lane Kiffin his house, <laughs> <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Parody. 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 Non-actionable. Uh, Joey Freshwater, more like Joey's saline solution. Oh. Uh, <laughs> um, anyway, Bobby Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Joey's saline solution got you? Yeah. Um, Bobby Bowden. Yeah, he with, died. Yeah. yeah, he did die. Um, with this... <laughs> whoops. Uh, with this news, we, we wanted to take a look at, at sort of the, I guess... Bowden and beyond era of college football, which is 1970 and beyond. It's crazy that he took over the job in 1970. Like it, it seems like he was there way, way longer than that. But 1970 was, you know, 50 years ago. Yeah, and uh, it it doesn't seem like it's it's. Uh, he was the coach there for 40 seasons. Yeah, which just feels impossible. Or, sorry, like that's, I think 35 there and 40 yeah. total. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of seasons. That's a whole lot of time. Um, man, that's like I wouldn't want to do anything for 35 years. 
Yeah, I mean, you might as well be like a postal worker at that point. At least get a pension yeah, out of it. Yeah, he just got <laughs> millions of dollars. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, he just got millions of dollars and two national championships. Yeah. Um, but we wanted to uh, we wanted to go through that era of 1970 and beyond and try and figure out where Bowden ranks among the the best coaches of that time. Yep. Um, and so the only rule that we really had for this was that it had to they had to start their FBS coaching job in 1970 or later, Correct. Uh, which Bowden did exactly on the dot in 1970. Convenient Bef- for us. Yeah, before then he was at, uh, yeah, I don't know what we would do. If it yeah. was. <laughs> the, top, uh, the top FBS coach lost 52 yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, like in 1968. But he was at Howard before West mm-hmm. Virginia, but we're not counting that. Um, so we, we, we put together uh, both of us equally, not just Ryan doing all of the work. Mm. We both did it. Yep. Um, put together some some coaches that immediately came to mind. Um, it seems like the top four is pretty obvious, right? Yeah, yeah. And like you said, um, this is the last 50 years, so anyone who started before that point does not count, which eliminates uh, Joe Paterno, eliminates Bear Bryant, Woody Hayes, uh, John McKay, um, a lot of really, really good coaches who are... Yeah not part of this and also all the freaks that you know won 19 national titles in the 1940s yeah, somehow yeah. uh or whatever it is and uh you know newt rockney mm-hmm. these kinds of folks yeah we <laughs> hate the the oldies we hate them we won't be talking about that there's yeah. no fielding yost in this podcast um anyway here are um the we can pretty much go through this pat we're looking for our top five coaches the last 50 years yeah I, I think it's no secret who number one is um you might have heard of a little man named nick saban mm, i thought for sure it was going to be houston not Damn. He's number two. He's number two. Um, <laughs> no, Nick, Nick Saban. I'm Houston busting a nut this podcast. That's right. Nick Saban, I mean, what? Unquestionably the best coach of all time? Right? I think it's not even competitive. I don't, I don't think it's yeah. very close. I know that like older older people maybe think that Bear was better or that Woody was better, but like he wasn't. Yeah. I mean, Nick Saban has seven national titles. Seven national titles in 23 years as a head coach, did which it includes time at Michigan State. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean like... Yeah, did it at two different schools. Right. Like, like if he had stayed at LSU, it would have been what Alabama is now. Right, I think objectively. <laughs> Tough for them. Um, I was talking last night with friend of the show, Luke Ward, uh, about the Drew Brees medical uh, situation with the Miami Dolphins. It's yeah. like the single biggest turning point in the last like 40 years of football. I See, man, I was actually, it's funny you mentioned that because I was talking about that with one of my, my coworkers a couple weeks ago. We were looking at, at how, you know, does Saban stick around if he has Brees? I don't think he does. I think that maybe he stays one more year and he doesn't go to Alabama, which is still right, and significant. Then you wonder, yeah. But I, uh, I mean, I, I don't think that he was an NFL coach ever. I don't think he was either, but I think we should also not underestimate how good Drew Brees was and just yeah. how, like, he, he rose your level of performance to the point that, like, you were just guaranteed to win like 10 or 11 games a year for a long, long time. Yeah, I mean, just look at like Sean Payton. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. I mean, so, I mean, who knows? Nick Saban is not an NFL guy, I would say, but he might have stuck around because, you know, if you can work six months of the year instead of 12 months of the year and get paid the same to do it and win a whole lot of games, that seems nice. Yeah, I would like that. Yeah, I'd like to work half the year instead of a full year, personally. That'd be, that'd be cool. Um, so, Saban, number one, I think with a bullet, I, I don't think that that's going to be challenged anytime soon um that i mean he's won seven national titles that's kind of the start and end of the conversation with yeah him. seven uh, national titles 10 conference titles 16 ap top 10 finishes so there are only seven years in his entire 10 years as head coach where he did not finish in the top 10 god um number two is a little bit harder i would say yeah, we, we we had three guys we debated between yeah here. we went back and forth on this one um 
we ultimately decided to go with Tom Osborne. Tom Osborne, Nebraska head coach, long time. Yeah, 25 years as the head coach, I believe all at Nebraska. Correct. Right? Um, three national titles, 13 conference titles, 18 AP top 10 finishes. Insane. Um, 831 win percentage. Yeah. Um, Osborne is the pick, I think, at least in my mind, because of longevity. Inconsistency. Yeah. 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 He, he, was, he was able to build and maintain at Nebraska, whereas... Uh, the coach that we have, I believe, number four, who was also in contention for number two that we would get to, um, could build, and right, then could not maintain. yeah, would sort of have uh, palpitations at yeah. any at the, the, the threat of palpitations. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, um, no. Yeah. Osborne's incredible, and also for me specifically, the reason like, a guy like me is prone to liking Tom Osborne is he was the first coach to get really obsessed with lifting weights all the time. Yes. Uh, which is really just right up my wheel in my wheelhouse. Yeah. And he also, if if memory serves, they didn't really get like truly good until about 10 years into his tenure like they were good early on but they were yeah in his in his first from 1973 which is his first year to 1981 the best they did was 10 and 2 three times other than that they were 9 and 3 every season it did help they were playing the big eight where they could pretty easily win the conference most seasons yeah uh, basically once Barry Switzer basically the rise of Tom Osborne happened once the decline of Barry Switzer when he went to the Cowboys essentially yeah yeah is the uh once he stopped trotting fur coats around the Midwest, yeah, uh, you know, all of a sudden Tom Osborne started winning more games. Yeah, and the, the the weird thing was that in the early '80s they also started. I mean, they went 12 and one in '82 and '83, um, and he had sort of a second life to his career after that because it kind of he went back down to ten and two, nine and three every year, and then obviously in the late '90s, eleven and one in '93, thirteen and 0, 12 and 0, 11 and two, thirteen and zero to finish yeah. his career. Hmm, a guy named Tommy Frazier might have helped. I think. I th- yeah, it seems like Tommy <laughs> Frazier might have helped, and also. So, um, some, you know, some, uh, medical assistance, it seemed like sure. maybe from, you know, the training staff. I did read a member of the Ohio state uh, media sphere the other, the other week yeah. claiming that, uh, JT Barrett was as good or better than Tommy Frazier. <laughs> That's so good, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. It's really good. Oh man. It was one of the best things I've read in my entire life. Guy who just hasn't watched Tommy Frazier. Yeah. Guy play. who's never watched football. Guy who's never watched JT Barrett play even, which yeah. is, which is fun to think about. Um, you will have to tell me off air who that was. Yeah, um, I, <laughs> I have, I have some theories. Um, um yeah, but, I mean, Osborne's incredible. Dude, that program rocked for a really long time. That those defenses yeah. were incredible. Um, and basically it's like how good he was sustained the next several head coaches like yeah. for a long time. Yeah. Uh, until they fired Bo Pelini, uh, which, yeah. Well, well, the there was a there was a brief drop off there where they tried to do something else. Solich. Yeah. Well, no, not Solich. Oh. Uh, after Solich, um, what was his name? The uh, the guy who tried to run like pro stuff there, uh, whose name we have completely erased from our memories. Um, this would have been like oh four oh five ish. Let me. I'm just looking at Patrick Blankley right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm pulling it up. Ryan doesn't know anything. Um, Bill Callahan. Oh sure, yeah. Bill Callahan. Bill, Bill Callahan was there. Frank Solich was fine, um, and then Bill Callahan took over from a nine and three Frank Solich team and went five and six, eight and four, nine and five, five and seven. Well, thankfully, it's that they got all under control now. Yeah, <laughs> things are back to normal. Yeah, they're, Nebraska. yeah, they're they're back to an Osborne guy, and it's working. Yep, it's going really well. Uh, everyone loves Scott Frost. Yep, he's the, probably going to get an extension any day now. Yeah, and and it is happy Scott Frost day. That's true. Um, That's true. Number three is we this uh, another guy who was in contention for number two ultimately. Um, only having two titles comes back to bite him, but it's Bobby Bowden. Yeah. Um, I don't think we need to do the whole background thing again. It's right. Bobby Bowden. He. Uh, he was at the same school for 35 years and didn't get fired. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 40 years head coach, two titles, 12 conference titles, 16 AP top 10 finishes, 14 straight from 87 to 2000. Yeah. 
that is 66 wins. That is the run that really gets him into this spot is the the 14 straight like that. And, and we should mention, by the way, that he has 12 conference titles despite spending like 15 years of those 35 as head coach as an independent. Yeah. And like not even being in a conference. Yeah. And so, also he like we mentioned earlier, he built the entire program yeah, like was, just from from scratch. <laughs> yeah. They, they were like not really a football school until. Yeah. Like at all. <laughs> yeah. Like they barely played. Yeah. Yeah. I, and you look at these these teams from 87 to 2000 man it's just like no break ever at all like they're like, really good the whole time yeah they they had three straight years with two losses from 89 to 91 um one two loss season in 95 one in 98 and then one in 2000 that's it every other season was either one or zero <laughs> it's basically like what Saban it's like 10 percent worse than what Saban does at Bama right now yeah and 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 his his total you know resume is hurt by the fact that he didn't get more titles out of that mm-hmm. but they were they were always right there and you you have to think that with a, a playoff or even with a BCS system they get at least one or two more I'd like to think about what would have happened if Randy Moss actually got to play for him yeah I mean it would probably have gone pretty well I would I would think it would go well yes I, I do agree with that I would, I would argue that it would have gone pretty hmm, well that's it's hard to say for sure but yeah. I do think it would probably have gone well yeah yeah um, number four here is I would say a fr- Patrick's favorite coach, yeah my yeah. favorite coach friend of the show um, guy who was dinged for his sort of not sticking around yeah. very long in college football or in general yes. at at schools, but um, it's Urban Meyer. He's That's got Urban Frank Meyer to you. Yeah, he's got uh, three national titles. He's got a, a failing, very sad pint house. Um, <laughs> he's got seven conference titles, ten AP top ten finishes. The Columbus Fire Department has been tremendously unfair to my pint house. <laughs> <laughs> Urban Meyer's pint house is no longer hot. They put it out. <laughs> Urban Meyer's <laughs> bad food restaurant. <laughs> he supported Little Mike DeWine oh, over me. Oh, dude. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> for anyone who isn't a little freak like us, who you know doesn't live in the Columbus area and follow the restaurant scene around here, yeah. uh, Urban Meyer's Pine House in Dublin was on fire uh, a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and now it's no longer hot. <laughs> it's no longer hot, folks. <laughs> he made a very bad deal. Yeah, he made a bad deal. <laughs> I mean, folks, he he just he he tried to go over my head, and it doesn't work. <laughs> you can't do it. <laughs> uh, yep. Um, <laughs> anyway, Urban, Urban Meyer fourth. Um, <laughs> Seventeen years as head coach, three national titles, seven conference titles, ten AP top ten finishes. Yeah, he including won. Including one at Utah. Yeah, he won like almost all of his games. He just um, like anytime he actually got his hooks into a program it instantly started to tank and then yes. he had to leave um the number one guy who can get to the top of the mountain like you know urban meyer um really great uphill climber yeah. urban meyer really bad at playing the game king of the hill not yeah. really a strong suit <laughs> what he wants to do because he wants to bring all of his dipshit friends up there with yes him. um yeah i i think if you Bill want davis and Tabor johnson just yes. celebrate on top of the mountain they just want the super bowl we love it uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, I think if you want to win a national title, there's, there's, I mean, very few other than like Saban, very few coaches that you would go to. Um, he's going to win a national title for you, but he will also, I mean, once like five or six years in, even if you can't see it from the outside, when you, when you follow the program closely, you're like, oh, this is a deeply diseased program. The biggest sickos are the ones that like the Ohio State fans that are still pissed that Urban Meyer got like forced out by the board of trustees Mm -hmm. or whatever and like won him back as head coach. Yeah. Like, Dude, the program was just really not... They had clearly become, I'd say, at best, the fourth best program in college football Yeah, uh, those last two years he was head coach. Like, 
Oklahoma, Alabama, and Clemson were all clearly better than Ohio State at that point. Tate Martell was going to be the quarterback. God, that is sickening behavior. <laughs> you know what I was looking up actually as part of this. Uh, just, I, lo- I loved it. I'm I'm so excited to hear what this is. Just like for my own research, those last two years, right? He lost, um, or sorry, in the last uh, like 20 months of his of his career at Ohio State, yeah, uh, it included losses to uh, Clemson, 31 nothing, to Oklahoma by about two touchdowns, to Iowa by about a million points, to Purdue by about a million points. Yeah. In the second half of those four games, Ohio State was outscored 101 to 34. <laughs> That's so embarrassing. Uh, what are you doing, bro? Like, play football. I, that's so funny. I was just talking to a friend of the show, Bill DiFilippo, who we will have to get on at some point to talk Penn hey, State. Hey, yeah, yeah. Um. But I was just talking to him about how, like, for like a, like a major directive for Penn State this season and a crucial thing for James Franklin is to, if you just don't have like existential crisis games, right, where like you you either look like shit against Maryland and Don't barely win or you get blown out by 50 by like Michigan or Don't Ohio that, State yeah. right um, and and we were talking about like that was every game of the last two years of Urban Meyer's tenure at Ohio State right. it was just an awful existent like what is this program Dude, and God it's like they it. would they would win but they would win the like few moments of joy were so <laughs> fleeting like the G- and they all were like caused by like the team fucking up first like yeah. the JT Barrett uh, comeback against Penn State was like thrilling to watch but also yeah. only happened because like the team played like absolute dog shit for two quarters, yeah, um, and wore those horrible wolf uniforms that everybody oh pretended my God, was good. Those sucked. <laughs> the only thing worse than those were I the, the most the worst uniforms in Ohio State history. And again, most people listening to this don't care about this part yeah. of the podcast. This but. is unfortunately this is when our brains were formed. Was yeah. the 2018, 20, 2016 through eighteen Ohio State football? But uh, they had those like dark scarlet uniforms with the gray like cannonball helmets. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about yeah. just the ugliest fucking terrible. Things in the world. Yeah, the nineteen forties lines uniforms. going up them. Yeah, yeah, what the awful. fuck is with that? The helmets were fine. I liked when they wore. No, the I don't hel- like the helmets either. I liked when they wore them with the the gray stripes against Michigan. That was okay, Dude, I guess. But they have one of the most iconic helmets of college yeah. football. Just don't change it. Yeah, it's not ideal. Anyway, um, Urban Meyer fourth dog yeah. shit terrible coach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the fourth best coach left of the years, but he does suck. Yeah, um, he's awful and he's a bad guy. And uh, folks, he's going to go zero and sixteen this year. Uh, he does have the highest winning percentage of any coach in this list, which is just testament to, like how high his highs could get and yeah. how good he was at like. Urban just raises the floor of programs better than almost anyone I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, Nick Saban. Well, actually, I mean, no, fuck. Again, Saban's obviously the greatest coach of all time, but I, Urban can do what he does at any program in the country, including G5 schools, basically. Yeah. Whereas, like, Saban, I think, needed, like, the SEC mixed to yeah. Ur- Urban, Saban, which is not a knock, don't get me wrong. Urban like, is, is, what, probably the greatest recruiter of all time, right? I mean, he's a damn good recruiter. Yeah, it's incredible. And, and like, Saban's obviously landed more number one classes, but I think that that is more a, a product of like pro production whereas urban is pure i mean he's an incredible salesman yeah like that is that's his that's his greatest skill he also happened to kind of figure out the right college ball meta at the right time and yeah. wrote it yeah absolutely. just a little bit too long he wrote yeah. it like two or three years too long until it started failing yeah um could not really adjust and he i think hiring ryan day was his tr- attempt to adjust and mm-hmm. just didn't get the time to do so yeah uh, I, thank I'm, god he didn't but uh <laughs> yeah I, i'm curious because it seems like that's the kind there's a there are guys like that that come along Fairly, fre- yeah, 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 fairly frequently <laughs> that just happen to, you know, they find the right offense or the right system at the right time, but they're not really strategic geniuses. They're just like good recruiters that, yes. that kind of lucked into a system. Like I almost, it's it's hard to assign that to any of the guys on this list because like they're so legendary. But like, I mean, Spurrier's kind of like that. Oh, Spurrier's <laughs> yeah. definitely like that. I think I think of the three, it's the three Florida coaches we have on this list. Yeah, it's, right. It's Spurrier, it's Meyer, and it's uh, Bobby, or not, it's not Bobby Bowden. It's a uh, Tom Osborne. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah I, 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 mean, I, I think uh, even like um, even Stoops, right? Like Stoops sort of backed into Mike Leach, and he did, and sort and went from there in in terms of hiring, and kind of always had Leach's blessing on new OCs. But like Stoops's defenses, I don't think were really what was winning them the title that they yeah. that they won. Um, it is funny that um, Stoops is kind of just like the. Uh, I'm, try, I'm trying to describe it. Like he, he is like a, a worse version of Meyer, but also like the yin to Meyer's yang. Yeah. In the sense, they're both like these Ohio freaks who like yeah. love to program build and run high pressure offenses of these big, you know, massive old school programs. And uh, Stoops just like could maintain a very good but not yeah. great level for a very long time. Whereas Meyer could achieve true brilliance but never sustain it. Yeah. Interesting like combination of coaches. I, I, I think Dabo also fits into the just sort of running what what works but doesn't really know a ton about it and is just yeah. mostly a recruiter. I, I would Dabo not... fits into the I, I basically like uh I know who to pay the money to guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which that, is in a lot of ways. Yeah. I mean it's, in a lot of ways. Listen, yeah. valuable guy. I mean yeah. you, you have to have a good pastron staff. Everybody knows that. Right. If you hire the right <laughs> if you hire the right coaching staff and you get the right quarterbacks for enough time, uh, all of a sudden you have a great program. So. Yeah. Um, all right, number five here. This was one that we debated about beforehand. Um, we did not decide. Also, uh, I, I think. I think. Um, I want to hear your answer first. I think it's Switzer. I think it's Barry Switzer. He sixteen years as a head coach, which is not super long. One of the shorter ten years on this list, but three national titles, twelve conference titles, twelve AP finishes. So only four years where they didn't win the conference or finish in the top ten. Also, the most drip of any coach in college football history. Oh, dude, he was so cool. Have we talked about on the podcast that for a long time he was in discussions about developing like a, a fictionalized TV series about eighties college football? No, uh, it was going to be with uh, Don James, the guy who did um, yeah. Miami Vice. Yeah, I, uh, I have, I have. Heard heard it before and i it it i can't talk about it for very long because it makes me sad <laughs> i would love to see it i mean that'd be so good um, oh dude like at like an hbo like, oh like put God. that on put that, that on prestige someone tv needs to be pitching this it has God. to be happening. like think about how like uh, people are gonna get mad at me for saying this at the end of the day not really well written or compelling of a show friday night lights was by the end yeah of, by oh most yeah of no run. it was it was not good <laughs> yeah yeah but like i love it because yeah. it's just it, it's a high school football show and it's yeah. like you know is people love that shit i love Dude, that shit yeah give like a, I'm, I'm trying to think of like what a good parallel would be because i mean it would be essentially kind of like a crime show right? like, like yeah it's the wire it's, but for college football yeah and like that sounds awesome i mean yeah. like that's i don't know if that would appeal to a large audience although ballers did pretty well and ballers, ballers was just, terrible yeah ballers did pretty well uh last chance you is obviously not fictionalized that's a massive show and it's really poorly made yeah qb1 is like bad and that yeah. is really popular like yeah all of when you give people access to, like college football stars or like even anything approximating that yeah people lose their minds over it yeah uh, and and in this in this kind of thing you would wouldn't have to actually yeah. in this economy but in in like a i mean it would be fictionalized it would be you know written it's it's not like a do, it's not like a documentary it doesn't right. have to be about anybody you don't have to hurt any specific yeah. it could be fake schools right yeah yeah like uh yeah no that would be great i, I don't know why they why they haven't done that they should be doing that Is, i mean uh, like think about how good blue chips was too with nick nolte yeah uh, i mean what was the um it might have been program no, no. Oh. Was Blue Chips the one, the basketball one? Yes. Okay, with that's Shaq the with Shaq. Allen. Yeah, that movie rocks. Like, yeah. like, and Shaq is a terrible actor. Like, oh, all, he's really bad. All of yeah. the basketball players are awful in that movie. Yeah. You but don't it's love still, Kazam? No, <laughs> no. Um, but like, yeah, no, man. Those those shows, like, even the Thirty for Thirties, which are you know true and not really especially, like, you know, it's not something you would sit down and watch like frequently. But right. like the SMU one, the Miami oh one, those are, those are really fun. They're good to watch. <laughs> you know, like the uh, I think there was a Marcus Dupree one that was really good about that yeah. time at Oklahoma. Um, there's a Bo Jackson one. There's a uh, 
there's there's a few others out there. Yeah, man. Like uh, just yeah, absolutely. I will say, uh, I, I think the Barry Switzer pick makes sense. I do disagree with you here, though. I think I wouldn't take Pete Carroll as my choice. Okay. Yeah. Um, Pete Carroll's resume, just to read it off here, nine years as head coach at USC, two national titles, seven conference titles, seven AP top, 20, top 10 finishes, all consecutive. Yeah. And he went 97 and 19 in nine years. Yeah. Uh, my, my knock against Carroll is that he only did it for nine seasons. That's that's pretty much... Well, that's true that he didn't do it in college that long, but he also went to the Seahawks next and won at a very high level, too. I mean, yeah. like... Um, yeah, Carroll is obviously does not have the longevity of, other, of his peers here, but I think his peak was, I mean, my God, it's brilliant. And especially you look at like how easily USC can be mismanaged by the other coaches before and after him. Yeah. And uh, I mean, they always have a floor of like nine wins most years just because yeah. they're USC yeah. and, you know, it's California. Uh, but my God, the heights he took them to, like the what the guys he recruited, like the program he built. Um, the deployment of the talent, insane. Yeah, yeah. I, I think either one is is a fair pick. I think Dabo is also a fair pick. You yeah. know, he's only done twelve years, but he already has two ti- two titles, seven conference titles, seven AP finishes, or top ten AP finishes, uh, hundred and forty wins to thirty three losses. And he'll kind of have like the Bowden thing going for him, where Clemson had you know won a national title in the eighties. Yeah, like it was a good program before him, but not. It was not this. It was anywhere close to this. Yeah, I mean, Switzer was taking over a good Oklahoma program. Meyer was taking over a good Ohio State program. Mm-hmm. Um, so Dabo is a little bit closer to, like, Saban or Bowden, where the program that he was taking over was not good before yeah. he... And, and Carroll certainly has some of that, that credit as well. Um, I think Osborne does too, right? Was I think uh, Nebraska was okay. Nebraska was not bad. Um so was it, it Nebraska, though? No. Um, Stoops, I would kind of give it to because Oklahoma was not good in the late but 90s. Oklahoma's but, just been good for, like, yeah. it's like, a, I mean, honestly, I, I don't think you can give save that either because, you know, Alabama, say what you want about that late 90s, like, you know, failures. Uh, Even early 2000s. Right. It's still just, like, you know, it spent 90 of the last 100 years being good. Yeah. Like, it's always good. I, Oklahoma's I, I, always good. Yeah. Ohio State's always good. I think it is more significant at Florida State or even at like Clemson. Clemson, which was not as in as dire straits by any means. It had a yeah. football program and had a history and sure. facility. Yeah, facilities yeah. and things of that nature. But um I, I do think that those two are sort of on similar. But it didn't have the new spring church. No. <laughs> now it does. Um, yeah. And uh thank him for that. Yeah. Um yeah. yeah, but I mean those are those are three good options. I think that's kind of our top uh top seven basically. Yeah. Um I think we gave an honorable mention here too. Uh, we had Steve Spurrier and Bob Stoops, kind of honorable mentions. The yeah, I, I think Lavelle Edwards would probably get in the top 15 at least as yeah. well if you're expanding it out a little bit. He Jimbo. Did, Jimbo, certainly. Mac Brown. Yeah. Mac Brown, kinda kinda Mac Brown because he has a championship, but that's, that's I mean. Not it. He's in the Les Miles category. Yeah. <laughs> Mac, Mac Brown and um, who was the Auburn coach that won the title? Gene Chizik. <laughs> no, he's not as bad as Gene Chizik. <laughs> uh, Best friends. <laughs> Yeah. Um, is there any other coaches? We are. No, I guess Chris Peterson kind of belong yeah. in the conversation. Probably Bill Snyder belong in that conversation. Bill Snyder certainly would belong in the conversation. Yeah. yeah. If Bill Snyder had a title, he'd probably be in the top five. Sure. I'm trying to think. Is anybody? I mean, Jim Trestle has a title. Yeah. Jim um, Trestle does have a title. People forget that. Jimmy Johnson was kind of briefly considered here. Mm-hmm. Um. Then ultimately discarded pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. I. I. Would you? Would Butch Davis get a, even a look? No. For for rebuilding, he's, he's in the less Miles Gene Chizik. Yeah, not less Miles. He's in the Edwards Ryan Gene Chizik category for me. Okay, Gene Chizik. He's Gene Chizik, bro. Dude, Butch Davis was really good at Miami. I mean, he he didn't get the payoff, 
But listen, listen to this run here from '95 to 2000. He was taking. Okay, it's not that good. Never mind. It's not that um, good. Though. But he was taking over a program that was decimated by by. You know, but it's Miami. Like, it, like I guess it's, I don't think you get credit for being good at Miami. You'll get credit for being great winning titles. I it, you you I think you get credit and, for winning at Miami when you take over. Eight. Anyone can win at Miami. Mark Richt won ten or ten games at Miami a couple times. Like it's not that hard to do. I can win ten games at Miami. Could you do it coming off of like severe sanctions? Yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. I could. I mean, maybe you couldn't, but I could. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, he, he had one, two. He had five AP finishes in six years at Miami after it was taken out by sanctions. Here's a fun game to play. It's, it's I, something to think yeah. about. <laughs> Here's a fun game to play that uh, I did not prep you for at all before this podcast. Okay. Who is the best active coach on a national title? Mm. I mean, none of them. None of them are good. If you haven't won a national title, you're not any good. <laughs> it, I mean, is it Day? I guess you could say Ryan Day. You could say Dan Mullen, maybe. Yeah. You could say Lincoln Riley. Although I think you take I, Day over Riley, the same guy. I and, wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, I think the results are clearly better. I guess. I think. I mean, we've seen Day for two years. I've seen Riley for what three, four? I think it's four. We we have seen we've at least seen Riley run his own program with his own players before. Sure, I would but like Day to has as many playoff appearances in two years as Riley does in four. Sure, I would like to see. I would like to see Day do a little bit more before we anoint him. I'd like to see Riley win a playoff game. Sure. I would like to see Day not lose by 30 in the national championship. <laughs> I'd like to see Riley not lose by 30 in the national semifinal. Um, we're looking into it. We're looking into it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Those three guys. It's time I for, guess, we, we need to see Ryan Day develop his own quarterback. That's the new take. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he can't do it Ryan without Ryan can't do new quarterbacks. He can't so. do it without one of Kirby's Smarts boys. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Kirby's just developing all these quarterbacks for everybody else. They're just going yeah. around the country. Is, is Orgeron up there? I mean, although he has a title. Never mind. Is Kirby up there? Kirby's up there. Yeah, yeah is sure he top, the top five? I don't know what the top five would be. It would certainly have it's those De- four: Day, Riley, um, Mullen, Mullen Smart, Smart, and then Franklin. Man, um, Cristobal. That's bleak. <laughs> um, Sark. Yeah. Um, I'd probably have Matt Campbell up there, but I know you wouldn't agree with that. Yeah. Uh, Matt, by the way, I've been thinking about this lately. Yeah. How good is it going to be if Michigan does hire Matt Campbell, a guy who's never beaten his rival and can't recruit for shit? It's going to be really good, man. <laughs> if that's the air to Jim, they're like, we got it fixed. We got a guy who can never beat the team that matters most, but can do everything else well. I, uh, yeah, well, I, I'm gonna hold my I'm gonna hold my comments for right now because yeah. I I am certainly much higher on Matt Campbell than you are. We got a long um, we got a long season ahead of us. To talk yeah, about Matt Campbell and, for. and we've uh, we've got we'll a, have Matt Campbell referendum every single every single week in the podcast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Review and review. <laughs> yes, we'll be doing the Matt Campbell review, and we'll also be doing how does Ryan feel about Ohio State's uh, title chances every week? Because oh, I know yeah. I know that's what people really like. It really so. swings wildly every week. Too. Oh, dude, yeah, I can't wait until like after the uh, God. Trying to like like after the the Akron game, you're just feeling terrible. You're like they only scored sixty against Akron. It's over. <laughs> I was unironically when I was drunk this weekend. I was bitching like, dude, we haven't scored seventy in a few seasons now. It's like time to put seventy points on somebody. This oh, soon. let's go. Um, <laughs> and I kind of believed it. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> it's only happened like four times the last decade. I, they got, I have I have earnestly made the the argument that they needed they didn't blow teams out enough last year, which I think is true. Yeah, because they, they would oh, have. Oh, I agree with that. Like none of the back up quarterbacks have thrown a pass. Um, right, we're getting down to the dangerous yeah. spiral here. Right. Talking about Ohio State too much. Um, <laughs> anyway. To not talk about Ohio State at all, we're going to do our top 25 teams <laughs> in the country. They're not in here. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is the official. Mark your calendars. We are... Hang on. I'm going to my calendar. Okay. 
We are two and a half weeks out from the first college football of the season. Yeah. Um, God. Almost three weeks. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, it's time. Like, it's like Thursday, the 27th or something. 26th, yeah. 26th, yeah. Um, Nebraska, Illinois. God. Light the world on fire. Cool. Um, <laughs> anyway. I'm not going to watch that. Yeah, you are. No, I'm not. What's the G5 game? There's a G5. It's like Hawaii. It's not the same night. Hawaii does play, but I don't think it's the same time. I'm pulling up right now. Um, hang on. I don't know, man. I didn't watch a ton of week games last year. Oh, no, the year. first game is uh, Saturday, August 28th, oh. which has five games on it. UTEP versus New Mexico State. Time yeah. to be determined. Great. UConn, Fresno State, time to be determined. <laughs> Southern Utah at San Jose State, time to be determined. Yeah. Nebraska at Illinois, 1 o'clock on Fox. Hawaii at UCLA, 3.30 on ESPN. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, man, I'm not going to watch that game. <laughs> I will, Probably want to see it. Any, I, I didn't watch like most Big Ten games last Patrick, year. Patrick, I hate to pull this card, <laughs> but I am your boss, and you have to watch it for the podcast. <laughs> um, all right, let's jump into the top 25 here. Yeah. Uh, Please, we, if you're following along at home, get off a piece of pen and paper. Mm-hmm. If write you're, this down. If you're driving, pull out your phone, get on the notes app. Yes. Um, <laughs> just that use, cop is not looking. No, you just use your knees. It's yeah. You don't need both hands. It's not hard to drive. What are we doing? Come well, on. I can't drive with one hand. I'm no. a little baby. I can't yeah. drive with one hand. Oh, I can't look at my phone and then look back up at the street and look oh. at my phone. Come on. Oh, I can't eat a meal and use my phone <laughs> and drive at the same time. Wow. I can't have Shut this. Up. I can't have this big bowl of cereal while I'm driving <laughs> on the freeway. What's wrong with you? Come on. All of our listeners are the, are the, uh, are the people on infomercials that open a cabinet and like forty things fly out and they're like. Ah! Yeah, exactly. That's them every time they get the car. Yeah, we we have uh, we have dozens of of discrete Mr. Bean. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, the top 25. Do you want uh, to start from the bottom? Or yeah. Or go way up? Okay. Because we are now here. Yep. All right. We started... Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. Your, fav- your favorite rapper, Drake. Um, you, um, and, you and Drake actually have a lot in common, and people can take that for... What- <laughs> hmm. Hmm. No comment. Um, uh, look, if me and him happen to exchange business cards in Little St. James, that's nobody else's problem. Uh, okay, we're going to the top twenty-five. Uh, first, we have two honorable mention teams. Uh, yep. There are only two teams that one of uh, or that did not make the cut for our top twenty-five that uh, are are also receiving votes because is, two people voted. Is this is this right? Because I would assume that you had teams that I didn't include. That correct? But I had mine ranked higher than you, so based okay. on the formula, they're okay on the, on the ballot. And yours okay, are. gotcha. So uh, there were four teams in total that only one of us had ranked. I had two. You had two. Yeah. But uh, mine were ranked 16th and 19th. I, I, I think that is how the math would work yes. generally. Yeah. <laughs> yours was 22nd, 23rd. Okay. Um, first one I mentioned goes to Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Those boys down there in the SIP. Yep. Um, I had them 23. No defense whatsoever. No, no but defense. But they can score the hell out of the ball. Yeah. Um, I think Matt Corral probably was my main my main reasoning here. And I think we talked research. about it on the SEC preview pod, but they will be ranked about midseason because yeah. they're going to start like 5-2 and two or whatever. Yeah. And then from there, we'll see. Uh, we love it. And then uh, the second team that Patrick has ranked I did not rank is Iowa. Yeah, I don't um, remember why I did this one. He was saying that he uh, thinks that when Chris Loyal comes back to the program, it's going to be really good for them. And he's just projecting <laughs> that will happen sometime midseason. So. Yeah, I, I mean, it's time to bring him home. Um, no, this was, I think this came down to the defense. The defense is going to be pretty good. Um, uh, yeah, Bushwick, Kirk Ferentz. What does he think about being ranked uh, honorable mention? I don't know, man. I, I can't. I've, I I don't have one here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave this one up to you, or we're just not going to have one here. <laughs> yeah, we'll just skip this joke. Yeah, whatever. You guys, uh, you guys fill, think of an yeah, joke fill in the blanks, it, and, yeah. and if you want to fill out the caption, send it in to us. We'll mm-hmm. uh, we'll read the best one on the air next week. Um, mm-hmm. I had I had him commit to that. 
<laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, I won't remember it and I yeah, won't do yeah. it, but like, whatever. All right. Who cares? We'll make it, um, make it work. I had him 22nd, probably too high, but I, I do like the defense and the running game should be fine. And also, they're probably going to be the second best team in the West, and those teams are usually okay, I guess. Yeah. Um, if we're, team. Yeah. If we're going off of quality, I don't know if 22nd is fair, but they, they should be fine. Right. Um, all right. Number 25 here. We we have one that I believe you're going to have to explain because I, I don't think I had them. Yes. Um, it is those boys from Austin. Yeah. We're talking about them Longhorns, baby. Texas. Horns up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, I mean, they got B. John Robinson. They're going to have some good receivers, probably a pretty good quarterback. O-line will be good enough. Defense, no comment. Um, <laughs> Coach, no comment. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Sark can get you to win any nine or ten games a year. Yeah. Can I, get I was, you beyond that? I was going to no. ask, do you believe in Sark there long term? Do I you, believe in Sark. How? What do you mean? Can he accomplish what they want him to, which is make them good? Can he win a Big 12 before 2025? I think maybe he can win it once. Man. Can he uh, do anything more than that? I would say almost certainly not. <laughs> no. I'll tell you, looking at his uh, his CFP reference page, it's not encouraging. <laughs> he uh, he had, what, what, a couple good years at USC? Give me his... Give, let's read the breakdown. Of he sports. had one year at USC. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. He had a couple good years in that year, though. He was 9-4 and four in 2014, and then 3-2, and two, and then he left for reasons off well, of I'm the sure field. I'm sure that year would have gone great. Afterwards. Yeah, probably. Um... Yeah, and then before that he was at Washington, which was not a good program when he took over. But five and seven, seven and six, seven and six, seven and six, eight and four. Yeah, maybe I'm a little. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Sark will get you. He'll get nine wins at Texas at least. Yeah, once. like I guess he's he's gone through the Saban washer, which is nice, but that helps. Um, it doesn't seem like he has the sort of the thing that you need at Texas, which is either that you and I, I maybe he does, and we just don't you know we don't know him as a person, but he doesn't seem to have the thing where you either have to be able to bullshit with the boosters and have them like you. Oh, it's already going or, terribly. Yeah. Or you have to be able to get them in line, which is the the thing that hiring Saban assistants always yields is a whole bunch of guys who want to try and do the Saban thing with getting guys in line, right? Except they can't do it. Like Saban, Saban can put his boosters in line. No one else can do that. It's, Sar- yeah, it's Sark just hasn't, Saban. Sark has instead gone with the method of uh, agreeing with everything they tell you to do yeah. and being their errand boy, mm-hmm. which um, that's gone great for everyone else in the past. That's yeah. really good, a good method. Yeah, I mean, I guess it is at least moderately better than actively opposing them at any chance that you get, which is what Tom Herman tried to do. Um, Pretty funny, but Tom Herman's players at least liked him for the most part. Like, uh, I mean, better more. Look, Sark just came in on his first active business, being like, "Yep, you have to listen to Isaac Texas every yeah. single week, and you will like yeah, it." The first thing that he said, first press conference, is that we like the racist song. Yeah, I mean, like, and well, I mean, first of all, that's, I don't even care what the, the song itself is. Like to me, the, the controversy is a bit of a stretch. Yeah. I mean, they probably shouldn't play it just because it would be very easy not to do it. Yeah, it's, but, you could just easily change it. But yeah. I mean, the idea of the song is like, I don't know, like a Confederate anthem's a little bit much for me. It's like a yeah. reference to one line a guy had in a speech and just someone liked yeah. to turn a phrase and now it's like... It, it It's a very, it's a silly thing to fire a coach over, which is what they just did. Yeah, basically. Um, I don't think I would do that, but I, I do also, like, they could probably just change the they song. They could easily change the yeah, song. I don't yes, think it'd be yes, a huge deal. Absolutely, they should. And if only for recruiting purposes, they should just change the song. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you're being totally yeah. cynical and just realizing, oh, well, like, most of our black players hate the song, and most of our black recruits don't like the song either. Yeah. Let's just get rid of the song. 
seems easy enough to do. Yeah, you you can't if you're gonna have a song like this, you can't let people know that you have a song like this. Like yes. once it becomes a story this big, it is no longer a feasible thing to have. Correct. Like I'm sure that Ole Miss has insanely racist songs playing constantly. Like the name yeah. is racist. I mean, they were the re- they're the rebels. <laughs> yeah, like, like, <laughs> and and but if you don't, if it doesn't get you know news stories, then you're probably fine. Right. Um. Even uh, if morally, that's maybe not great. It, it, it like whatever. There's no morals in college football. That's but, yeah. Um. Also, it's pretty funny that Texas is just doing the thing Texas always does and is like making decisions based on what college football was like five years ago. Yeah. Where they're trying to hire a guy in the Big 12 who is going to be all <laughs> offense, no defense. Like, like, are you guys watching anywhere else yeah. in the country right now? Are you yeah. paying attention to what the rest of the country's doing? Yeah. And well, the they're, no. they're trying to hire famously SEC guy, Steve Sarkeesian, um, who, yeah. who has a lot of ties to the SEC It'll in that go area. Great. Yeah. I mean, but, he seems to be recruiting decently enough, but. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. that I'm sure that'll last. I think yeah. Herman had the number three class when he first. No, yeah, that's, everyone yeah. recruits well at Texas. It's not hard yeah. to do, but like you got to actually win some football games, and you know they'll be third in the conference at best this year, probably. Yeah, I, I like some of his assistant hires at least. The uh, the DC, what is it, Pete Kwiatkowski? Is that mm-hmm. the name? Oh, he's um, a really good hire. Yeah, from, from Washington. Washington, he's really good. I don't know how quickly that'll work. I like Todd Orlando too, and that well, I didn't. Mean, Texas has all the talent in the world. On the, the yeah. a couple of those guys transferred out, but they do yeah. have a, still a lot of five stars. And, back and there. the the Big Twelve is no longer, as you were alluding to, the the running gun, all, like, yeah, yeah the all offense all conference like there are good de- like Oklahoma's yeah. defense was good last year yeah um so yeah I, people just don't watch football games they don't know that yeah yeah we do love that it's yeah. not that people don't watch college football games it's the, the people who talk and write about it don't that's watch college the football issue. games yes. yeah. um which we do love they watch the ABC game and that's it <laughs> it is like funny to me when national college writers feel like they have to go cover a game in person just yeah. to, like so they can get a free trip out of it, essentially. I mean... What are you doing? I mean, like, I get the graph, yeah. come on. But, like, <laughs> do you really think you're doing better at your job of, like, covering the entire sport if you're going to, like, the Oklahoma-Texas game just so you can hang out in Dallas? Like, is that yeah. really... An- it, it, I would... I would... Um, we're, we're get, we would get into media stuff here if we, we did this for too that. long. But um, <laughs> I, I, I think the only real reason, if you're a national guy, really, if you're covering a game in person in general, and you're, like... I don't think that writing a straight recap as a national guy is anywhere near doing your job. Yeah, why right? would you be doing that? Like that is, you could do that from home. I, I think if you are, and there are some, there are a few that do this. Grantland used to do this really well of writing the spectacle. You write, you write about yeah. everything that is happening there. You don't just write about the game. You can talk about the game, right? But you write about the tailgate outside. You write about the circumstances around the game. You write about the. It is a spectacle sport. It is meant to be consumed that way, and yes. so you, you write it as such, and most of them don't do that. Most of them write it essentially as a gamer because they used to be team beat writers and never learned how to do anything but that. Yeah, it's just not very creative, and also, I mean, like, you know, again, what are you there for? Like, what, yeah, it's, like, a, it's a waste of time. Yeah, you, you have guys you, to yeah. do that. Like, you can't, that so you want to, you want to schmooze. Yeah, you can't take in the spectacle from TV, but you also, you could, you could easily write a gamer from TV. Yeah, or you I, just have your beat writer write something interesting instead of a gamer. Yeah. yeah. Like, who cares? Wait, who's, I mean, who still reads gamers? Nobody. <laughs> Nobody Why does, does anyone write that? I know I like, you have to, it's just like your, you know, it's people's jobs to write yeah. them, but like, it's an ins- to stop being annoying. Yeah, it's an insane thing to do as a as a national guy to yeah. to write a gamer in 2021. And, yeah. anyway, what are we so doing? Texas here? 25th. Texas yeah, 25th. Texas 25th. Uh, and we are moving on to Washington, who I believe uh, you also had. Uh, correct, and I, and I did not. Correct. Where uh, did you have Washington? 16th. Jesus Christ, dude, man, I mean, they're a top four team in the Pac-12. Yeah, and there are like four good teams in the Pac-12, so they yeah. win a lot of games. Yeah, I mean. Like everyone, like you know, like we said, the, the South pretty much just comes down to the USC Arizona State game, and the North pretty much just comes down to the Washington Oregon game. And yeah. one of those teams plays in a crossover, so that'll be a good game too. But yeah, um, 
We'll I mean, see. yeah, it's like a three-game season. It'll be interesting to see which that what what that game is, and neither of us know. So it'll I be, do remember well, there is one we, we <laughs> talked about. I just can't remember which. I think it's Arizona State plays Washington, if I recall correctly. But that sounds right. I could be off. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't love the whole not having a quarterback with John Donovan. It is that's, an issue. That's troubling to me that they don't have a quarterback or really any offensive players. I wonder if Sam Huar just starts like week yeah. four. Week he, five. I mean, he could. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't be the worst idea. Um, I just think John Donovan's a terrible fucking offensive coordinator and that their their defense is only going to be able to take them to like eight and four probably wouldn't be helpful for them if they landed a mecca Ibuka this year or something mm-hmm. you know or uh, you know any other guy from washington yeah. that wasn't sam one player in the country if he was available and it was in your city and something you could, to something to look into for sure tried, yeah. maybe maybe they should look into that down the road hmm. um number 23 here a a late ad because i didn't realize that i didn't have them on my my ballot originally uh smu so it's Sonny Dykes boys. Um, once I once I realized that I didn't have them, I, I uh, fixed that issue by um, I don't remember who I removed. Um, you I took y- off Iowa, or no? You took who'd you take off? I don't remember. I don't know who it was. I, I yoinked somebody off that I had on my list. Um, it, it, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Patrick pulled Indiana off the rankings. I did not. Um, <laughs> we have Indiana. Where do we That's have it? Yeah, we, we have we have Indiana in the top twenty five firmly. I will yes. say, um, but SMU twenty three. Um, one of the best receiver cores in the country, I would say. It's with if Reggie Rose, Roberson can stay healthy, <laughs> which yeah. is which and, is a and big even if. if he is or isn't one of the most fun teams in the country. Yes, um, yeah. this is one of like the five G five teams we think will finish ranked at minimum. Mm-hmm. Um, which is cool. We love that. Yeah, we do like that, yeah. especially because like two or three of them are from the AAC, which is going to be like one of the less entertaining ones in terms of depth. Yeah. Um. So you you really have you have something for everybody at the G five level this year. Um. But I I am most interested in this offense the defense was okay last year mm-hmm. um jim levitt is the new defensive coordinator which means they're going to be good soon yeah. but i don't know if they'll be good quite quite this year but uh um, that was the guy i made the jim levitt town jokes about if you call that yeah it's called uh, back to the, about eight weeks ago on the podcast guys. <laughs> um ulysses bentley is the running back he was really good last year uh i i think he will get better yeah. this year um, Danny Gray and Rasheed Rice are both. I, I think Danny Gray is, but it might be Rasheed Rice and Tyler Page are both back at receiver as well as Re- mm-hmm. Reggie Roberson. Um, regardless of who the third guy is, that's a really good receiver room. Yeah. Um, Peyton, what's his name's quarterback? Uh, the the recruit. Yeah, the former four star whose name has uh, top one hundred guys. Is it Preston Stone? Preston Stone. Preston Thank Stone, you. which is a baller ass name. Yeah, baller. That's a Dallas old money name for yes, sure. Yes. Um, um, he, yeah, he's good, dude. Yeah, I think I think he will be good. Sonny Dykes very rarely doesn't have good quarterback play, yeah. so I'm sure it'll be fine. I mean, look, SMU just has to beat Cincinnati one out of two tries. That, it, that's their entire yeah. season, basically, and don't lose their mediocre games you got to play. It will not beat Cincinnati. <laughs> it will probably not. No, but but, but I mean, I, I, even if you lose to them both times, you can still go eleven and two. Yeah, I think they will. I, I think I think eleven and two is absolutely realistic here. Um, um, right after SMU, you ready to move on from SMU? Yeah. Okay. We got Penn State on this uh, on uh, on the docket next. Yeah, we've got back to we we, we have Penn State twenty two and then Notre Dame twenty one, who I think are very similar teams. Yeah, these are talented teams. Um, I think Penn State schedules a little bit easier than Notre Dame's. Um, it's just a question of which is very funny because Notre Dame is essentially in the ACC. And Penn State is in the Big Ten. Oh yeah, the Big Ten sucks this year. Yeah, I mean, here's the here's the sneaky thing. Every conference kind of sucks this year besides the Pac-12. We talked the about the Pac-12 it. and the Sun Belt are the yeah, two, are the good, two conferences. good conferences. Yeah. yeah, everyone else is kind of weak. I mean, yeah, we weren't kidding when we said that. Right. Um, yeah. Look, I mean, Penn State's crossover game is Auburn, which sucks. Like, it's their that's their big non-con game. They're bad. Uh, you know, they play Ohio State. They'll lose that game. Yeah. Everything else up for grabs, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they draw anybody 
Beth and Wisconsin, hugely significant from the West. I think they could lose to Wisconsin too. Um, uh, yeah, I think they could probably pretty easily go nine and three or ten and two. Yeah, I think actually, I think they will lose to Wisconsin. I don't know why I'm saying could. It's um, on the road at Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah in week one, that's yeah. not that's not an ideal time to play Wisconsin because no. I would assume that the running game will be at least okay. Yeah, Jalen um, Berger's fresh. Yeah, that's yeah, that's not a great time to get Wisconsin. Yeah, and then Notre Dame, I mean, just has one unit on the football. You know, I mean, their yeah. their offense is going to be terrible. Yeah, but I, I um, the reason I group these two together is because they both have very bad quarterbacks and offenses um, with what looks like good skill guys and then a what should be a pretty good defense. Yeah, you, we just disagree in these two teams. I just think that um, Penn State skill, di- skill guys are like diametrically better than Notre Dame's. Yeah, I, I like um, Michael Meyer, the tight end at, at Notre Dame, and and I really I really like Kyron Williams. Yeah, um, Kyron Williams is a delight to watch at running back. But Michael Meyer is like the next. Uh, Next big first round tight end, I think. Yeah, he's not Kyle Pitts, but he he uh, he's the next Jeremy Rucker. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, damn, Jeremy Rucker's gonna get drafted high this year. Yeah, yeah, and he's gonna have fifteen receptions. <laughs> They're gonna look great doing them. Yeah, seven be one handed. Yeah, he's gonna have fifteen receptions, and twelve of them will be for touchdowns. <laughs> um, but I I I think that Penn State certainly has more talent at the offensive skill positions. I just. I think Jack Cohn and Sean Sean Clifford are one in the same. I think they're the same quarterback. Yeah, they're both. Um, who is the, they're, they're they're Jewel Stave from Wisconsin. That's who yeah, they are. Yeah, um, yeah. It, That's it's not a just yeah. no. I I think Notre Dame has the better running game. Penn State has the better wide receivers. That's what it comes down to for me. And the defenses. I think I give Notre Dame a a slight edge on defense because of coordinator. I think Marcus Freeman can get it going there. I'm very curious to see how much of that defense was Luke Fickle's responsibility and how much is Marcus Freeman's. And I think this year will be fascinating to watch. The playoff. I would assume that it's the same defense regardless. It is, it, but you still gotta yeah, call. Yeah, the question is calling it and coaching yeah. it. But I, um, everything I have seen from Freeman is that he is he is built for for this. Yeah. Um, okay. Moving forward in the list and speaking of talented but mediocre teams, yeah, uh, we have LSU and Florida are our next two. <laughs> yeah. Um, just that's kind of a nice little foursome right there of yes. teams that are could, yeah, this could is could the, easily break either way. This is the dark playoff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Should I watch that? I um, mean, we would watch anything, it's but. True. Except uh, Nebraska, Illinois. No, I will not be watching. That. <laughs> um, yeah, look, LSU is, um, uh, you know, they're a football team for certain. Yeah, uh, they lost their starting quarterback, uh, Miles Brennan. They'll have Max Johnson yeah. starting. Instead. I, I'm not convinced that he is that either of them are significantly different in terms oh, of the what same they. Guy. Yeah, I think yeah. I think it's. I don't think that it is as significant a loss as losing your starting quarterback sounds right. Sure. I, I think that they they're pretty much the same. Um, they still just have one good skill player, though, pretty much in the team right now. Yeah. Uh, Kayshawn Boot. And yeah. Everyone else is kind of like... Yeah. yeah, the theory uh, with LSU is that it is LSU and we'll probably find some guys, sure. but it, it's, uh, you know, like John Emery needs to probably be pretty right. good here at some point. And, um, uh, the biggest thing for the team to do this season is to make sure Eli Ricks does not uh, just tap out and yeah. go to the NFL. Yeah. Just try to get him to not do that for the whole year and you'll probably be fine. I think it's funny because like with the two before, these two are kind of... They're, they're, they're similar in a in a in an opposite way almost if that makes sense like they are one-sided and they have a coach that we are assuming is not going to produce a bad version of the unit of his specialty right lsu being that orgeron very rarely produces good or bad defenses he, you know, did last year. he did last year yes. but i think that was more bo Pelini than anything sure and we're assuming that with the two best cornerbacks in the country and orgeron better, yeah. <laughs> and orgeron coaching the defensive line the defense should be good again whereas you know with with a lot of kind of questionable pieces whereas florida with dan mullen has a lot of questionable pieces on offense and a fairly new group but we're assuming it will continue to be at least competent or or pretty good because of who's running it 
Um, that we word is pretty hefty there, Patrick. Both of us are um, <laughs> equally confident in Florida, and then obviously on either side of the 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 opposite side of the ball for both teams, you have you know Todd Grantham and the Florida defense, which is uh, of course the most trusted unit in football. Yeah, yeah, two thirds of the time, this is really great. Yeah. <laughs> um, just third down, yeah, that third, is not that third one is not great. If they um, could just shorten the downs of football, I mean, Florida would be fucking sick. Yeah, whereas the LSU offense is, um, I mean, if they get them an extra down, they'd be really good. Yeah, it could be good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they hired a uh, they hired another guy off of the um, what's his name. The, the tree for the Joe Brady, the Joe Brady tree. Oh, yeah. Um, which it. Trying to recapture that magic. Huh? Yeah, it didn't work. I'm, I'll, I'll tell you, hasn't worked great in the NFL with Sean McVay, you mm. know, trying to just hire guys who know him. Um, mm. But uh, we'll, we'll be we'll be looking into that. We're and, certainly checking into that kind yeah. of thing. Um, so, yeah, I, I think two, two sort of diametrically opposed but similar teams here that when they play will just they'll they'll go to a zero zero draw because they're 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 perfectly matched for each other yeah um number 18 is a perfect team well it's, we, the, fa- yeah, it's the best team in yeah football. completely well-rounded might win the national championship folks it's nc state it's nc state yeah they rock we love yeah, NC yeah state. they're they're good they're good at like everything i don't think they're great at anything but they're good at everything <laughs> they are a dave doran team they're really well yeah. coached they're gonna be very competent uh they will not lose any games they're not supposed to lose. They won't win any games they're not supposed to win. Basically. Yeah, they're not going to beat Clemson, but they also won't lose to like Wake Forest. Yes. Yeah. So they'll go nine and three, ten and two. We love it. Um, number seventeen, also, also <laughs> a right. I love yeah. That. Number seventeen, also a perfect team from the Carolina region, yes. Coastal Carolina. Um, probably could afford to be higher, but it's it's it's. I think our. I can't speak for you at least because mm-hmm. you have them in the exact same spot that I do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you know, our, uh, our our ranking here, I think, is essentially just the idea that. <coughs> bless you. Thank um, you. Coastal will lose to Louisiana probably twice. Mm. And an 11 and 2 Louisiana, I'm sorry, an 11 and 2 Coastal just can't get ranked that high. Yeah, I don't know if I would say that they're going to lose to Louisiana at all, honestly, but uh, mm. I I mean they didn't last year. Um we'll talk about it. We'll, <laughs> we'll see. We have Louisiana a little bit later on. Um yeah, they're really good. They return like twenty starters. I, I I think that they will be roughly what they were last year. Obviously, not having a great schedule has has dinged them here and might not do a great job of preparing them for that Louisiana game. But um, this is as well coached an offense in the country. The defense was a lot better than people realized. Um, I think it'll be really good again. I, I'm excited to watch this team. I forgot they don't actually play Louisiana in the regular season. Yeah. <laughs> um, so okay, either way though. But like, if, I mean, you're a G five team. You don't win your conference. You can only be ranked so high. Basically, I think is the yeah. I, I think that they are also roughly 17th entering the season in terms of like, do I think they'd beat Arizona State? Maybe not. Um, and Arizona State is who we have at, at number 16. Um, we will jump to that now. So we've got it's it's Herm's boys. You know, it's 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 the uh, it's the boys out in the desert, and uh, we do love to see them. And uh, sorry, Ryan is is distracting me with with mic play over yeah. there. Um, Ryan is our mic linebacker. That's right. Yeah. Um, I'm going Cody Simon mode. That's, hmm. <laughs> we can't get back into this. No. Um, but Arizona State returns Jaden Daniels. Returns a bunch on offense. Yeah, just the the first part of the sentence is pretty much all you need to know. Yeah. Why they're a top twenty five team. Yeah. They should, have Jaden Daniels. Better. Yeah. Should be good. Yep, that'll <laughs> do it. If, if I hope Herm is still the coach, because if Herm's not the coach, then it might be a little it bit. It seems like they're doing the correct thing. Everyone should. Do whenever the cops come knocking which is yeah. don't say shit yeah. just don't respond yeah shut up I don't need to tell you, don't, yeah. you yeah. come back with a warrant <laughs> yeah <laughs> Herm is doing the come back with a warrant defense yeah. and uh, daring to play to do something and they won't yeah 
No, why would they? Well, they're going to blow me in a lawsuit? No. Yeah, go, go ahead. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah, go ahead and stab me. What are yeah. you going to do? Um, yeah, I think they're going to be good. I, I, they're probably distinctly third in the Pac-12, but that's still you know, a top 16 team. Yep. Um, number 15. Pac-12, again, is one of the two good conferences. That's right. Um, number 15, Louisiana. Um, it's certainly more talented than Coastal Carolina. I, I think that this is yes. one of, strangely, because the Sun Belt doesn't usually produce these guys, but one of the most talented G5 teams, I would argue. Yeah. Um, maybe not on recruiting talent, but purely when you look at them on the field, you're like, oh, these dudes are, are real. These guys are, these are like very big football players that look, they look like a P5 team. They are built like a P5 team. They play Play like a P5 team. Um, really, really good rushing attack. Levi Lewis is back at quarterback. Um, defense should be really good again. The, I mean, they're really good. It's yeah. Louisiana. I mean, it's a Billy Napier team. Like, what yeah. do you expect? Like, I just can't wait till he does this in a year at LSU. Yeah. Man, where's that order going to go? Just just wife swap? Mm, jail. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think about the wife swap? What do you think about Orgeron at Louisiana? Um, I'd watch it, certainly. I mean, he would just... And Orgeron is just like that... He's that coach who is... Not quite. I mean, I know he won the national titles. So it sounds insane to say, yeah. But like, not really good enough to ever keep a P five job for that long, yeah. But too good to like be an assistant for that long, and he just like recruits talent so well. Like yeah. anyone's willing to take a risk. So Liberty, <sighs> man, I want him to go somewhere cool. He'll just succeed. Look, Liberty is just going to do like the smart thing for him to do, which is hire the scummy bat, the scum, the scumbaggest coach that's available. Yeah. Um, every single off season, it's going to yeah. be Art Bryles. I'm telling you guys ahead of this time, ahead of this but now. If it's, you're picking it's, between Art Bryles and Orchard, who do you hire? Because I think Art is a better recruiter than Art Bryles, and it's a better uh, program builder. I don't think that's what they're looking for. I think they want. I think they want to to run a an exciting brand of football. Because Freeze obviously well, is both a recruiter and yeah, also Ed, Ed's shown he can turn his offense over to whoever. I guess. I mean, he showed Art Bryles with the OC. He doesn't do anything right yeah, now. He, he showed it. He's free once <laughs> with, you know, Fair enough. maybe the most talented offense of and all time. And then also against Florida every year. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Louisiana, they're going to be really good. Yeah. Uh, they're going to be a bully in the G5. They're just going to knock teams in their ass. Um, again, we are supporting this. If you're, if you're listening to this podcast and you are the, you know, head of the G5 or mm-hmm. you're the head of the AAC or you're somehow involved in decision making. Yeah. Mike, Mike Oresco. Yeah. Mike Oresco. We know you're listening to yes. this. If Cincinnati and Louisiana are the only two 12 and 0 G5 teams at the end of the season. When? Yeah, well, Coastal could be 12 and 0 too. I guess, yeah. Or like sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, if that's the case, play a G5 versus AAC matchup for a title bid. Yeah. Try to get in the playoff. Yeah. It's and and if you don't get in the playoff, just say that that was the national title. Yeah, and just claim it. Yours is just as justified as the actual one. Sure. <laughs> like, it's all made up. You can just say it. I don't care. Who's going to stop you? Yeah, I'll, I'll name you number one, and you can say that, that you were the champion there. Yeah. I don't care. Whatever. Yeah, we, we are um, uh, certainly members of the press, kind of, and we do have some associations. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, we're the Associated Press. Yeah, um, yeah Louisiana's going to be really good. Okay, followed up by Identical Team, Wisconsin. <laughs> uh, just Blood Brothers here, yeah, Wisconsin. Cu- culturally, sort of, yeah. Literally, yes, they are yes, identical. Yeah, yeah. Wisconsin um, is cold, Louisiana. <laughs> It's true. Um, yeah, uh, Wisconsin is going to be Wisconsin, basically. Like, it's yeah. the old, same old Wisconsin you always expect. They have a million veterans on defense, and they're going to run the fuck out of the ball, and they're mm-hmm. going to have a big old O-line. Danny Davis is back for the ninth year. God. Um, I think it's only his fourth year, too, isn't it? He's only, he's like, it's like an insanely short amount of time. It's his fifth year. Okay. Because right? he's the 2017 recruiting class. That's right, yeah. Um, but still, still. Yeah, he, he gets an extra one, too. Yeah. If he wants it. God, I'm sure he will. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, Graham Mertz. Uh, we I debated this before. I think Graham Mertz takes a step forward, and if he does, they'll fill up this ranking. Yeah, we're we're assuming that the ceiling is higher because of Mertz here, um, but the floor is still it's Wisconsin, which is 14. <laughs> yeah, they will still be Wisconsin regardless of of what Mertz does. Yeah, especially if Northwestern's bad, Wisconsin just their floor is very high. Yeah, um, number thirteen, North Carolina. Um, this I know is, I had them about here too, but okay. I kind of regretted it after ranking them. Yeah, I mean this is sort of the uh, we we. We're falling for the for the mainstream media's, um, you know, hype, yeah. yeah, the hype of North Carolina. I mean, I mean, generally losing your top four skill players <laughs> and not being good on defense really is yeah. like not a good formula to uh, yeah. win a lot of football games. Honestly, man, on the fly, I kind of want to put them below NC State, so like eighteen. Should we just flip it right now? Yeah, sure. All right, you guys, if you're again, if, if you're writing is just erase it, or if you're doing it in pen, just get your white out. No, don't change on the doc. We got to keep how we voted. Okay, all right, all right fine. But, uh, but um, look, yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, Sam Howell is really good, and Tony Grimes is really good. Um, the rest of the team is also on the field for sure. Yeah, uh, they have a coach who's definitely going to be on the sideline. Yeah, um, they're certainly going to be interested in North Carolina. <laughs> they're going to wear blue, and they're going to wear blue. They're in the ACC. <laughs> they're going to wear Jordans. <laughs> um, we'll see what happens beyond that. I yeah. think that. Uh, Sam to me, they are clearly third or fourth in the conference in terms of uh, overall ability behind NC State, behind Clemson, <laughs> Miami, and probably NC State. Yeah. I think I think definitively NC State. NC State has twenty two good players. North Carolina has one. <laughs> that they have two. Mm. We like Tony Grimes. Okay, yeah, we like Tony Grimes. They have another cornerback who I think is pretty good too, but I don't. Oh remember. yeah, uh, I Duck, uh, Storm Duck. That's or right. Duck Storm, yeah. something like I think that. it's Storm Duck. Storm Duck. Yeah. yeah, he's cool. Yeah, we do like him. Yeah. Um, okay, USC. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, we're making South Carolina twelve. Yes, yeah, no, <laughs> above uh, North Carolina, just yep. to just to just to really drive the it's stick. It's the Trojans. Um, you know me. I'm a Keaton Slovis head. Yeah. And more than a Keaton Slovis head, I'm a Drake London head. I think Drake mm-hmm. London is maybe the most underrated player in college football. He's really year. good. He's so fun to watch. Yeah. Their receivers are really good. Yeah. Every year lately. Like, they, I mean, they don't get all the same attention as, like, you know, Ohio State or Alabama because the yeah. top end is not quite the same. But, like, they've had good receivers for a, many years in a row now. It's a, it's a helpful system to run if you're going to do that as well. Yes. Um, Graham Harrell is, is somehow still here. Don't know how that happened. Feel like, how has he not just gotten yeah. the job already? Just, yeah. I, I mean, Clay Helton is kind of like I think underrated at this point as a coach, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, he's still like not. He shouldn't have the USC job. No, probably not. I honestly, man, it's weird because I can't picture him anywhere else. Like I cannot imagine he should be the UCLA dude, head coach. Dude, a world where Clay Helton is a G five coach is so bizarre because who would hire this guy? San Diego State, I guess, but like why? Yeah, UNLV it's, head coach Clay Helton. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's Tate he, Martell and Clay Helton dude, are teaming up. Dude, he has like there's no substance or flash to him at all. He just like wins nine games. But like he was hired at USC because he was a USC guy, and I just right. don't know if anybody else wants that. The number one thing you need to be like a successful USC head coach, uh, in my opinion, yeah. is to be. It's not even how good of a coach you are because the talent is just there no matter what. Yeah, you have to be a showman. Yeah, like you're in a city <laughs> where it's the impossible. opposite. Yes. Yeah. You have to be able to stand out there. Like you have to put on a fucking show. Like that's your whole job. It's like to make, you know, no one in LA cares about a sports team unless they're winning titles, basically. Yeah. And you have to get attention to uh, to be good there. Who's the funniest coach to be at, that would be at USC? Like that we could place in USC and that that like. Lane Kiffin. <laughs> Lane is is a very funny one. The one that is bouncing around in my head that I cannot get rid of is Kevin Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just like better Clay Helton, right? Yes. That was why it came to me is because I was trying to picture Clay Helton and I just kept getting Kevin Wilson. 
Uh, it is very funny to imagine Urban Meyer doing the Urban Meyer shtick in LA. Yeah. Oh, God, it wouldn't work. Yeah. <laughs> just doing Bob Evans commercials in South Central. Yeah, yeah, just like uh, doing the, the, the fake howdy doody shit when mm-hmm. he's actually just like a, like a, I mean, he's a town guy. He's, he's like, yeah. he's like a Miami man. That's, that's his, that's his culture is that he uh, wants to live in Miami. Um, who are they actually hire? I mean, that's the thing is, I don't think if they have an obvious hire right now, that's their whole issue. Like, I, I know they want Fickle. That seems to be what the fans want. I don't know if that actually makes Fickle, sense because Fickle, I don't think, think takes the job. I think Fickle wants to live in Ohio. And also, Fickle, he's, he'd be good anywhere. Yeah. But he's not like in a, he's not the thing to fix USC. Like, that's not oh. his forte. It'd be like hiring Matt Campbell. I think you can, I think you can go nine and three as USC if you hire the, either of those two, but that doesn't yeah. seem to be the goal. If you want to hire Carl Barker, just go hire James Franklin. Like, if you really just want to, if oh, you, can, yeah, if, that's if you want to get the, top five recruiting classes, yeah. go hire James Franklin. Like, yeah, the only other one that comes to mind, I don't think he would take it because he's already had a, a, a Pac 12 job and a good one, but like Mario Cristobal sure. would, would do well there. But Manny I don't, Diaz would do well. Yeah. I don't um, think either of those guys take it. I mean, you know who would do well and is also on the staff is Graham Harrell. Yeah, Graham Harrell would do well. Um, another guy who I think could recruit the area, certainly a showman, um, has been in the area before. Folks, Ed Orgeron. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Something to uh, think of. I mean, he would, it would work. They should hire Cliff Kingsbury no. once he gets fired. Yeah, <laughs> bring him home. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think they should hire Mike Tomlin. Anyway, um, number 11. <laughs> Just looking at Patrick. Um, uh, we have my, Manny Diaz is Miami, yep. uh, is our number 11 team. Um, this is kind of contingent on Derek King. Yeah, yeah, we're basically just throwing the first game in the trash. We're just assuming they lose that game. Yeah, uh, we'll and also maybe the App State game. If he's not no. back, if he's not healthy, they will lose that game. I don't agree. They don't have. Their, a, they don't have a second quarterback. Their defense, it doesn't matter. Their defensive line is just suffocating. I don't think they could score. That that would be that's the issue without Derek King is that they don't have a second quarterback. Uh, we'll see if if when that happens. I think yeah. he'll be back by then, but we'll talk about it. I do too. But it, so it's it's not really worth worrying about. But right. I, I do think that the offense, like against Alabama, a not great Alabama defense, we're assuming, is going to look like dog shit if he's not out there. He is yeah. the entire offense. It's true. Uh, and he is a freak. He's a stud. Yeah. Okay, we're into the top 10. Um, <laughs> anyway, Miami, number 11. We hate them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I you know, I'm of the opinion that Miami may win the ACC this year. Yeah, defense is going to be good, and if De'Ara King is, is healthy, then they're they're really good. I don't know right. if they can beat Clemson, but they're really good. Also, uh, bring back Sam Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. get, get him wherever. He's playing like a... Bring him uh, home. He's playing like arena league ball right now. Let's get him back. Yeah, it's time. Um, number 10. Indiana. Indiana, them Hoosiers. Yeah, top 10 Indiana here. Um, yeah. I, I will say I think they're this good of a team, but I don't think they finish this high just because of their schedule. Yeah, it's it's not great to have to play in the, the Big Ten East and also to draw Cincinnati. Um, and Notre Dame. The, uh, they probably be Notre Dame, but like they, it's certainly the, a risk. Indiana's not playing Notre Dame. Cincinnati is. Uh, you're right. Yeah. Um, they should be playing Notre Dame. They should be playing Notre Dame. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't actually know why they don't do that, but hmm. I'm sure that it's like racism. Notre there's there's some yeah. Yeah, there's some like racist from like the 1930s thing against uh, you we're, know, we're hearing Irish South people. Bend is a sundown town. That's right. Uh, <laughs> but, for, <laughs> but, for, but for Italians, yeah, but for Italians. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what Tom Allen is, but it's racist against him. Um, That's right. Num- so I, I think Indiana is going to go ten and two. I, I don't. I don't think we gave them that on the preview show, but I. I don't think they're going to lose to Penn State, and that's the only other game on the schedule that I think they would lose. It's. Um, I, I agree that they're going to be favored most of those games. I, I think that they are. I think they are better coached than than almost every other team that they're going to play, and I think that they have a better 
quarterback than Penn State does, which is really what it's going to come down to, like it did last year. I mean, starting off the season at Iowa is tough, by the way. I don't yeah. think Iowa's that good, but just being a road game in Canuck week one is not exactly the what thing, I call ideal. Things can go very bad very quickly if you lose that game, but I don't think that they will. Yeah, they basically have a tough game every other week all season, which is kind of interesting. Like yeah. Their schedule goes, okay, tough game at Iowa, easy game versus Idaho, yeah. hard game versus Cincinnati, easy game at Western Kentucky, at Western Kentucky. Bizarre. Um, <laughs> Love that. Tough game at Penn State, easy game home against Michigan State, tough game home against Ohio State, easy yep. game at Maryland, kind of a tough game maybe at Michigan. Mm. <laughs> um, you know, my I'm, I'm working on my theory here. Uh, easy game versus Rutgers, kind of a tough game versus Minnesota, easy game at Purdue. Okay. They're kind yeah. of just alternating tough games all season. Sort of falls apart near the end, but I get where you're coming from. Yeah, most of the season, whatever. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, Michigan at Michigan is going to be a tricky game always. for like. Yeah, just, I mean, there will be 40,000 people there, yeah. but it might be kind of hard, I guess. Uh, they always sell that out. You don't want to have to drive that far. That's a far drive. It's going to be cold. <laughs> it's going to be really cold, guys. Indiana, Indiana can't play in the cold because all of its <laughs> players are from Florida. True, true. Um, yeah, but I mean, I don't know. They lose their D.C. They, you know, they lost... Uh, Wop failure. They lost. Um, that's, uh, that's it. That's about it. They lost Stevie Scott. Yeah, he sucked though. So it's not uh, a huge deal. Lost all the running backs now. <laughs> um, I don't know if Stephen Carr sucks. We'll talk about it later. We've already talked about it. We don't need to redo it. We'll but. do it again when we do our, our Indiana only preview that's next right. week. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, they definitely have the potential to go ten and two or eleven and one if they get lucky against yeah. Cincinnati. Um, but they also, which they won't, I don't think. Yeah. But um, they also have the potential to go like eight and four. Yeah, which is pretty good at Indiana. It's still really good. Yeah, 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 they're yeah, going to be would, ranked. Just no matter yeah. how high they get ranked, I think on quality they deserve the spot. Yeah, um, number nine, Oregon. Oregon, another That's, team that has Ohio State on the schedule. Yes, um, a team that um, is really, really good on one side of the ball. And uh, we'll see on the rest of it. <laughs> yeah, we will. We will. We will look into what the offense is going to look yeah. like. Um, man. Because there's not, how many teams can actually exploit that side of the ball against them is just like not very. They play like two or yeah. three good defenses all year, so yeah, they'll win ten games at least. Yeah, I, I mean, two or three is generous. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's Ohio State and maybe Ooh. the D-line's good. Come on, yeah. we, we don't have to get into it again. We don't have to get into it again. We can avoid this trap. But, um, that yeah. was what I was baiting you into, was I wanted to hear which the what the defenses were, because I knew that was one of them. And Washington, yeah. probably. Can, so, uh, so Washington. <laughs> yeah. And, and then uh, themselves in practice. I mean... If they don't switch quarterbacks, it's not going to matter who, uh, no. you know, who the rest, what the rest of the team looks yeah, like. Yeah, I think Joe Moorhead is in hell if they're rolling with Anthony Brown out My there. God. But but if Ty Thompson's the quarterback, I think they could be really good by the they, end But of the it's year. also hard to start the true freshman. You just, sure. If, even if he's good, you're going to have up and downs the way everyone does. Like Spencer Rattler is like yeah. one of the most talented players in the country. And just, it's a freshman. It's yeah, they went, they went 10 and 2 last year, right, whatever right. it was. Yeah, they, exactly. had, they had two kind of weird losses. Which with I them. think could be the year Oregon has this year. They kind of look sure. really good by the end of the season, but lose to Ohio State early and maybe fuck up one other game or something like that yeah and then closing strong and then yeah really tear into like a second tier big 10 or sec school in a bowl game yeah yeah. that would make sense maybe in the rose bowl or something like that but i think they'll finish top 10 this season yeah um number eight iowa state here Hmm. um i mean brock purdy is back um what is it Brees hall was back Brees hall charlie kohler is back yeah, they, uh, their whole defense is back. Pretty much, um, yeah. Tyke Smith. Not Tyke Smith, he's a Western. It's um, Ashim Young. Yeah. They're not getting Philly. They're both Philly boys. Um, they're really good. The defense is going to be really good. I, I think that it's, it is easily the best defense in the Big 12. Um, one of the most talented 
offenses, not necessarily one of the most productive offenses, right. but it is it is talented. Yeah, if they can get them to actually score points that are just looking good on NFL drafts, that would be uh yeah, that'd be a start. Yeah, this is the number one uh, team for guys who on Twitter like to post gifts of like draft prospects. Yeah, like, oh my god, look at this guy! Oh yeah. my god, they love to do that. Um, that quarterback though, I just don't know, man. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I just, Brock Purdy is to me like just he's like one of those like uh, mid two thousands Michigan State quarterbacks that okay. is just there forever. Sure, and is like pretty good ends up getting drafted but never yeah. like the only one that did anything was Kirk Cousins I guess yeah was that mid 2000 I guess it was he yeah. was like but he, I guess he was what quarterback to like 09 Do, I mean it doesn't really matter I, I, has the game changed enough to the point where Connor Cook doesn't get Michigan State to the playoffs if you're playing if that team exists yes, right now definitely yeah yes okay so so parties Connor Cook yeah so do we think I think eighth is about right then for that for a really good defense good running game and then a kind of yeah, there's just not many uh, teams that schedule can yeah. beat them. That's, uh, like, that's the best. And then thing. an upper tier game manager at quarterback, yeah, I would you, say. They end up finishing, I think, probably like twelve and two or eleven and three after yeah. the bowl game. Yeah, I, like I just I think they lose to Oklahoma. Yeah, twice. Yeah, I, I don't really. I mean, I guess they could get them one if you get them at the right time. Then you can get into the playoff. If you beat them in the championship right. game, then you're in. But um, I don't see that happening. No, it seems unlikely. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean. Don't get caught by Texas either. Just be careful. Or Iowa. Um, number <laughs> number seven, Texas A and M. Um, you like Texas A and M quite a bit. I think I I think I had them. I had them ninth, so I had them a little bit lower. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we need to do a ton of Texas A and M talk again. For yeah. a long, long time. Yeah. They, you guys not kind of know the deal here. Um, Same if, thing with their schedule. There's just only one or two teams that yeah. can even possibly lose to in the schedule. If, really. if the only thing that I think really could cause a snag here is the quarterback not being ready, um, which is a distinct possibility because yeah. it's a hard offense to learn, even though they've simplified it a bit. And it is kind of a thing where it's not like you have one error apparent. You have two guys battling it out, which yeah. means like if the other guy sucks, he shouldn't get yanked. So it's a little more helpful. Mm-hmm. There is, a, of course, the the troubling thing, and this this might not be true everywhere. This might just be a, a thing that happens when you have poor coaching, and mm-hmm. you know they don't know how to manage a quarterback battle. Um, there is always the concern that the guy who is starting is going to be looking over his shoulder the yeah, whole time. Yeah, that is a problem. Um, so they have to avoid that as best they can. I would I would advise, but um, yeah, the defense is really good. The running game is going to be good. I, I think that seven is is fair. Um, number six. Cincinnati. Woo! Yeah, we've we've talked about Cincinnati a ton. A lot, yeah. Um, defense, I think, is going to be top ten. Offense, probably top fifteen. If yeah. Desmond Ritter remains good, They're one of the most complete teams in um, the country. Dude, I was just I just did the preview for them. The running back is it Jerome Ford? Is that his name? Uh, yes. That kid is a fucking freak. He's fun. Oh my god, like Alabama transfer. Um, their running game last year when he was in was just nasty. He's fast. Yeah, he's really fast. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to be quite as um, efficient as they were last year on offense um, just because they lose uh, Jared Dokes, who was always getting four yards on the ground. But and their uh, left tackle. Uh, yeah, Hudson, yeah. I think uh, they. I think they lose. James Hudson. Yeah, I think they lose a couple linemen. But yeah, um, yeah the, if if they can replace those linemen, every receiver is back. Um, Desmond Ritter was really good at the end of last season, yes. and Ford is, Legit a, is NFL a monster. Yeah. yeah. Um, the biggest question mark for them, the same way as pretty much every G five team, is just depth. Like they just yeah. don't have the luxury to get someone injured and then have a replacement like available at the same level. Yeah. We saw that in the bowl game with James Hudson. Like, you know, they just, the next guy was not him. Mm -hmm. So you got to figure out, um, you just got to stay healthy. Basically, if you're Cincinnati, you can't afford to get hurt. Yeah. Um, And, and the defense has to have been at least partially fickle. So that's, that's the other thing. Which I, yeah, I I would assume it was. Yeah. Um, number five, uh, just on the outside of the playoff here. Um, were we in agreement on this? I think we were, uh, no, you had them four. uh, Clemson, 
Mm-hmm. I had Clemson at five. Um, this is this is primarily because of, I I have concerns about the defense at the at the you know with the way that the last season ended. Right. Yeah. That's not a great look for your defense. But the, and the, the same guys are back for the ninth year. Yeah, and the the, the concern then we talked about this in the preview is that teams would see that and you know adjust to it but they won't other than like most coaches are bad yeah boston college will yeah. <laughs> you know well boston college already did it too, yeah, yeah and and we'll we'll do so again and maybe one or two others but we think they're going to lose to georgia which automatically puts them below georgia um right and i pass them back up yeah. yeah and i i think alabama and ohio state are better and then oklahoma obviously is at the top four yeah, as well like, clemson has really good units yeah like their the receivers should be really good. good yeah the quarterback is obviously fantastic yeah. dj Angalele. Uh, the defensive line is sick. Yeah, running back should be pretty good. Offensive the, line should be pretty good. Seven on offense, like yeah. bad. Yeah, and uh, running back's going to be. It's really inexperienced, but yeah. like looks talented. Yeah. And um, the offensive line, they're going to be strong with the middle. The tackles, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, uh, they're going to be strong with the middle because of friend of the show, Matt, Matt Bachman, Bachman, <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> who's the best player on the team. That's right. Um, yeah, I, I think that that this is. I would not be surprised if this is where they land at the end of the season. Honestly. Yeah, I think it's really like it's a natural spot. And again, they they do like if they win that Georgia game, they're in the playoff. That is yeah. their whole season, basically. Yeah, that's it. And just if, don't lose to Miami. And, and if they lose it, they just need Alabama to lose to Texas A&M. Yeah, <laughs> that's, pretty much. Like that's that's kind of cool that there are two games that matter this college football season. For we, them, we, it does we, suck. Yeah, yeah which is we why we can't wait for the expanded playoff and more games to matter. Yeah, um, or, or for the heat death of the universe. <laughs> Um, we have at fourth, we have Alabama. Yep. Uh, roll tide. Yeah. Roll tide. Um, I don't think we need to explain this one. Roll tide. Yeah. They're Alabama. I'm a roll tide. Um, <laughs> but you know, the other day the offensive line is it's new roll tide. Um, the quarterback is new roll tide. He's good though. Uh, the I would receivers say are mostly new roll tide. Yeah. Running backs are all new roll tide. <laughs> the defensive line is somewhat intact. Mm-hmm. Roll tide. Um, the linebackers are mostly new roll tide. The corners are intact. Or so the defensive backs are intact. Roll tide. Yeah. Nick Saban. Um, Nick Saban is the head coach. Roll yeah, um, I think they'll be fine. <laughs> however, we do want to point out that again, the official statement of the podcast is hashtag Bama Loki Trash. Mm-hmm. Please keep that in your mind. Um, and that's only this pod. This podcast is the only one that thinks that. There's no one else. No one else is saying that. No one else is saying that. Especially not on another college football podcast. Um, <laughs> there is one other guy who may think that. However, I said it first, yeah. and I'm funnier. And yeah, also you could beat him in a fight. Yes, that's true. <laughs> so- in which case, you have to quit your podcast and give it to me. I don't think you did say it first, but it's uh, whatever. It's not important. Yeah. Um, I said it first, uh, you know, to my friends. Sure. Um, she goes to different school. You wouldn't know her. <laughs> uh, number three, Roll Tide. It's Ohio State. Roll Tide. Um, Go Bucks. Yeah. I, I'm not going to say it. But Come on. No. <laughs> Come on. I'm not going to. So quit asking. Um, they, the, you know, some questions about the defense specifically Definitely. being asked on, on this side of the table. Yeah. Um, I think the secondary is kind of not good how'd you get a round table by the way yeah (laughs) um (laughs) i uh i have having watched him just a couple times and also all of last season i have very real concerns about the idea of number one cornerback seven banks yeah it's the 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 like early reports out of camp and especially like the you know the corner quote insider posts are very fascinating right now and there's just a lot of shit flying around what's going to happen out there including like reports of uh like doing a best 11 thing or best five thing on the offensive line you know what i mean like where you put like four tackles out there which i think is rumored literally every year and it never happens there are just there's a lot of reports about you know 
the cor- like Demario McCall being a first team corner, yes, which is, like, I which I agree. Also, I'm planting those, and I agree with yeah. <laughs> uh, that. Craig Young, Court Williams are actually safeties and not really bullets. Yeah, uh, that Marcus Williams is going to start somehow again. Um, <laughs> that, that one's true. That Marcus Hooker and Bryson <laughs> Shaw are some on the mix for playing time, which yeah. is sickening to hear. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I I think that the defense is going to not be very good again. It'll be probably marginally better, but still not. They finished what like 28th in S and P plus in defense last year. I think. Yeah. I think if they can get to top 20, that's good enough. That's all. They yeah. Need. I would be surprised. If that ha- I think the passing defense is just going to hold them back, even with a, a, an improved pass rush. Um, it was 122nd last year. It was not good. It was no. certainly not good. Um, yeah, and, anybody and they, not they, playing four linebackers will help, and getting rid of Portland will help. I, I do. Wor- I do wonder about how losing the linebackers, even if one of them was dog shit, I do wonder about how that impacts the run defense, especially losing Tommy Tokyo. Well, they had one guy who couldn't cover anybody, and one guy they wouldn't let do anything cool in the football field except yeah. just like run headlong to an offensive tackle. Yeah. Um. Uh, so not doing that anymore should be good. I think. Yeah. They hate their linebackers, so it is going to be. <laughs> I mean, damn! How sick to your stomach are you if you're like Dallas Cantor, Roger Mitchell, <laughs> and you wait in line behind like the worst linebackers in the country for four Dude, years, Kayvon, and then you just come and get your job taken immediately by some sophomore? Kayvon like, Pope is sitting on the third team. As a sound bad, dude. <laughs> I mean, it seems like Roger Mitchell will probably keep his job, but yeah. he can't feel good about Gayatete transferring in. No. Uh, Dallas Gayat got hurt at the worst possible time he could ever get hurt at. And, and also, he's not very good. <laughs> right. I think he's better than Roger Mitchell, but. Yeah, I do uh, too. Cody Simon got he took his job, looks like. And um, yeah, it, it's just, it's and they very, just got rid of Kayvon Hope's position. Yeah, it's very funny <laughs> that this is the year where they're like, oh, we don't need any more. We don't need three linebackers. Yeah. Never well, mind. Yeah, um, we'll just, yeah, we will take a, a, a ninth senior in from transfer, yeah. though. Yeah. You know, what's crazy is, you know, if you look at the numbers, too, they have, like, so many linebackers on scholarship that they're going to lose four to graduation this year mm-hmm. if Gaytete does end up uh, transfer, or graduating. Yeah. And uh, they still can only take, like, one or two in the recruiting <laughs> class because they have so many on scholarship. It seems like a good way to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, the defense is, is probably about the same as it was last year, maybe a little mm-hmm. bit better. Yeah. Um, defensive line's better. Defensive <clears throat> line is better. Linebackers are probably worse. Um Pete Warner was good. Pete Warner was really good. <laughs> I think the secondary is getting a lot better this year. Man, with just my opinion. By so, through through what? <laughs> by literally just playing guys at the right position and not uh, yeah. asking them all to be cornerbacks. I'll be honest; they didn't do anything in the off season that makes me think that they have anybody on the staff who thinks they can do that. Well, but we'll it's, uh, it's a good thing we didn't talk too much about Ohio State in no. this episode. Um. Anyway, uh, offense is going to be really good. They're third. Oh um, yeah, they're going to score a million points. That's yeah. the number one thing. Yeah, they're not they're not starting Master Teague at running back, so yes. they're going to be really good on offense. Number two, Georgia. Um, a team that always has great offense. We should definitely just be 100% sure. Yeah, the opposite of Ohio State. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we did, uh, Patrick had them second. I had them first. Okay. And we had the same two teams, one and two, basically. Yeah. And we, uh, well, we ended up uh, mutually agreeing upon uh, the right order. But, yeah. Um, yeah, look, Georgia... Their receivers are going to be good, not great. It yeah. seems like they have two really Man, good tight if, ends. If two, they had George Pickens, they'd be first. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but it, without him, two good, not great receivers, two really interesting tight ends who have not done shit yet, but we all think are going to be good. I would say that Gilbert has at least done something. He was really good last year at LSU. He just yeah, didn't play a ton. Right, 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 right. Um, O-line's going to be solid. Zamari Sawyer is one of the best. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty confident that the O-line will be good. That is a guy who you can just like, you could look at him as a freshman in high school, and, yeah. which everyone did, and was like, oh, he's going to be like an all-SEC guy, <laughs> and he just has been now. He's been yeah. like eight straight years this, of him being relevant in college football. Man, this, this team, honestly, this Georgia team, reminds me a lot of the 2017 Georgia team, just with a better quarterback. 
yeah. like really yeah. good, really stable, the you know big stable of running backs, good offensive line, really good defense. Um, and that team was, I mean, a half away from winning a national title. The JT Daniels thing is interesting to see because, like, which guy is he? You know what I mean? Is he the USC guy? Yeah. Is he the Georgia guy? We talked about this last episode, but if he is as good as he looked at the end of last season all year and he's actually consistent and healthy, then Georgia's making the playoff. Yeah. If he is. It might win the championship. Yes. Yeah. If he is the JT Daniels that, like, turns, like, throws one interception per game every game, yeah. basically. Then uh, George's losing to Bama or A and M or somebody. Yeah, or Florida. Well, Florida, yeah, <laughs> or Kentucky. Yeah, um, they'll they'll figure it out. Yeah, I, more and more. Yeah, we're talking about a Kentucky Texas A and M SEC championship game, and we're loving it, folks. That's right, and we do love to think about that. That is exciting. I'm legitimately like smiling thinking about Dude, that. Could you imagine? Oh, um, we'd go to it. We'd yeah. go to Atlanta. Yeah, <laughs> Patrick's I'm quitting in. his job. Yeah, I'm in. Um, <laughs> all right, number one, uh, it's Michigan. I think you guys are. That's right. <laughs> no, Oklahoma. Sure. Um, then pretty much everybody is back. You know, second best receiver core in the country, I would yeah. say. Um, defense is going to be like top fifteen, not elite, yeah. but really good. Yeah, Alex um, Grinch quietly very good defense last yeah. year, and and brings back pretty much everybody except for what Ronnie Perkins, and, right? Uh, uh, Bookie Radley House transferred who to sucks. who sucks. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. not good. Right. Um, so if the secondary improves, it could be because <laughs> they lose him. Yes, um, they do have Brian Osamoa, who I love. Is one of my favorite recruits to cover too. Mm-hmm. Uh, was just a good kid. Uh, yeah, played at uh, Columbus, St. Francis de Sales. Um, it's just a freakishly fast linebacker. Yeah. He kind of they, they have really cool linebackers. Yeah, he kind of plays like the way Darren Lee played at Ohio State, yeah. who he reminds me of. And yeah. uh, Ohio State didn't take him. I forget who else they took in that class, but they should have recruited him. Mm-hmm. Looking at Ohio State's linebackers, I'm going to guess that they probably yeah. could have afforded also, to take him. Also, there were like, just in my brief time, I, no one else cares about this, but if you're one of the 30 people still listening to the podcast this late, um, whatever, uh, you know, when during my brief time covering Pitt, uh, there were like five or six recruits that Pitt almost got that ended up going to like major schools who they offered late in the game mm-hmm. uh, Thayer Munford was one of them Brian yeah. Osamoa was one of them and I'm just looking around at these guys like man if they had actually just kept them in the pit class mm-hmm. uh, Narduzzi would have won nine games yeah they could have gone eight and four <laughs> <laughs> oh man but um, yeah Oklahoma rocks dude the really good receiver core really uh, one of the most underrated transfers they got a little bit of attention but not enough is getting Eric Ray because he rocks. Yeah, Kennedy Brooks is Oklahoma's master Teague in the sense. <laughs> I don't that, know like, if he's quite that bad, but well, it's just in the sense that he's been there forever, and they yeah. try to do everything they can to not let him start. Like they're just every season they're finding a new way to not give him the ball. Yeah, uh, and it, Eric, Eric Ray is going to look. They can be co-starters, or they want to call it. Eric Ray is getting most of those touches. Yeah, and deservedly he so. He's really good. Yes, yeah, he's really fun to watch. Um, I'm I'm curious if Spencer Rattler can can be fully the guy who we saw at the end of last season. Yes. I'm assuming he can because also it's is he emotionally mature? Like uh, he seemed like an asshole on the sidelines <laughs> still last year, and he obviously we all heard of his quarterback one or QB yeah. one uh, debacles. And yeah, he just seems like a prick. Like yeah. Can he tone that down enough for one year to like be the team leader? Because you kind of have to be at this level. Yeah, and uh, can Riley manage that locker room? Probably, right? With with a quarterback like that, yeah. probably. But yeah. um, they always have a good O line with Ben Boz, the O line coach. And he's so good. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I mean, they're going to be really, really good. I think I don't know what else to say about it. Like, they're, it's just this is this feels like to me one of the most wide-open college football seasons in a very long time. Like, I think Oklahoma, not wide open in the sense that, like, 
anyone can win. Of course, it's going to be one of like the good teams as always. Yeah, one of five. It's it's wide open. I think beyond that, and I think that any of well, the five even, could win. I don't know, dude. I think you can even honestly go like seven deep here for our teams. You could argue like have a real shot. Even even eight if Iowa State's offense is good, which it could be. Right, and like. I mean, if Oregon or if one of these Pac-12 teams go 12 and one, they're in the game. The idea of Indiana winning the championship is fun for me to think about as well. I like yeah, that. Indiana just has to win. It has one of like three experienced quarterbacks in the country this yeah. year, which I mean, is why it's so wide open. Is because like Oklahoma, Georgia, um, Cincinnati. As I go through here, Iowa State and Indiana and and then Miami are like the only USC that that have like experienced quarterbacks and then talent around them. I'm looking at it right now, and I think I can make a case that 15 teams if the season breaks correctly for them have a real chance have like the talent and schedule that sets up for a playoff run yeah it'll now, be of course, it'll, it won't be like no it'll be the same four but it uh, it probably will be but it's exciting to think about it for 12 and 0 Cincinnati getting a shot 13 Cincinnati yeah. getting a shot I mean that is cool to think about it's yeah. cool to think about you know, uh, USC somehow going like twelve and one and getting the playoff. Like it's that's that's all in yeah. play this year. Yeah, it's it's fun to think about. I fear that it will not play out like that because it's been fun to think about for years and it never does. Um, it's just that, yeah, I, I, they, I, I they, hear what you're saying. I yeah. know, I know you're being the realist here, and I'm being yeah. I'm being the you know, the optimist. I'm just, being the guy who wrote a G5 newsletter last year. I know, I know, <laughs> but like the just the lack of experience of these top teams like yeah. you know uh the fact that ohio state alabama clemson all have new quarterbacks and are still penciled in at the top of their conference right it's still likely they're going to be but really that's bad. that's what i'm saying is that like we the, the these are the the stalwarts with this little experience is interesting like, yes. it, it is it, yes. it, it is interesting and it, it's it's made more interesting by the fact that every other team is bringing back like 90% of their guys, right? Yeah. Like that is that is what has caused this. It is it is not like a shift in... It's that, that super seniors are here, right? right? Um, I mean, we just spent like three years though watching like Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Tua slash Mac, yeah. and like Jalen Hurts just get all the playoff spots repeatedly. Yeah. It's just nice to have it like not written in stone that way, or like there's at least it's interesting. It's the same four teams; yeah. it'll be new faces doing it. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad to see new quarterbacks, at least if if nothing else. Um, yeah, I, I I I hope that your optimism is is uh, is proven correct. I I have my doubts about the uh, the excitement that we will actually see this season. I do think that there will be fun matchups. I I do think that the idea of a like an Oklahoma Georgia national championship would be really fun. Like I think that would be fun to watch. You know that Oklahoma offense oh, yeah. against the Georgia defense. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. Um. I, I think that there are fun matchups to be had here. Yeah. Or um, like the Ohio State versus Oklahoma offenses and who cares yeah. the defense. Yeah, yeah. That would be good. Yeah. The the, the Alex Grinch battle. Yes. Um. Also well, the the higher from within offensive coordinator battle. What we don't want though, and we will see it for one game because we have to, is the Alabama versus A and M defenses in a no. like a twenty seven to seventeen final score. No <laughs> yeah. one wants that. Yeah. And it. what we also don't want and we what we will get is uh two versus three Ohio State Clemson in the playoffs. Stop fucking doing yeah, it. Come on, please. If you're the guy doing seating, just just switch it up. Who cares? Yeah. I'm sick of it. <laughs> yeah, the rivalry feels like it reached its conclusion these last couple of years. Like we, we sucks. Yeah. yeah. There there's been one combined good game of the three. That's not true. There have been Oh, you're right, you're right. I guess right. <laughs> I mean the one the one last year was good for you, but yeah, that was entertaining. It wasn't it was, good. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, I would argue that the uh, the Orange Bowl they played in 2013 was also yeah. good. I don't know if I count that in this saga, though. Was, fair enough, you know, fair enough. Different, different world yeah. entirely. The Woody Hayes game was great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it will be funny whenever Wisconsin is 12-0 and ranked like ninth, though. Yeah. 
And yeah, no one has any. They're, yes. they're, they're, they're like a 17 point underdog against like a one loss Ohio State team. Pretty funny. Or on the Ohio State. Yeah. They're, 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 a, uh, they're, a, they're a 17 point underdog against 10 and 2 Ohio State and Quinn Ewers. Mm-hmm. All right, Patrick. <laughs> Fresh off of a loss to Michigan. Yeah, we made it this whole episode. <laughs> it went so well. Um, all right, you can find Ryan on Twitter at B1G underscore Ryan. You can find the show on Twitter at Field Flipping. I'm at Twitter on Pat- at Patrick underscore Mayhorn. Uh, my writing is at the outside zone on Substack and also at Buckeye Sports Bulletin. Um, Ryan, are we doing a betting show next week? That seems to be the play, Patrick. We'll okay. do a little gambling. We're going to have some preseason bets. Yeah. Um, we are going to... We're going to give our show win total picks as well for uh, like uh, team over and unders like like uh, NC State, I know. Has, yeah, we're going to uh, do some combination of, of win total over yeah. We're going to do like some conference, maybe championship odds we like. We're going to do some... some uh, Heisman odds. Some Heisman odds, maybe, yeah. you, know, you know, things this nature. We're here more yeah. and more. Yeah, and, uh, we're going to uh, be doing some deals in the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah we're, we're, folks, we're going to be making a lot of deals. Um, but uh, we, we are going to do... We're going to pick a couple teams as a show that we're going to... Um, I, I'm going to put actual money down. I don't know if you are also going to put actual I'm gonna money put down. I'm going to put your money down as yeah, well. Yeah, you're going to put my money down on, on a couple team win totals and uh, follow those throughout the year and see if we can make a little bit of money here. Yeah. If uh, um, if you win, just pay back. And, okay. uh, <laughs> if not, I'll just break your legs. That, that seems yeah. fair to me. <laughs> I'll be fleeing the country, so good luck. Yeah. Um, all right. Do we? Uh, I don't think we have anything else, right? Mm, good books. Sure. Uh, uh, R.I.P. Bobby Bowden. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to friend of the show, Terry Bowden. Yeah. Um, and friend of the show, Rich Rod. Oh, we didn't talk about this, I guess. It's, we already did the outro, so if yeah. you're still listening, it's just a bonus for now. But uh, how about those Oregon defensive backs? Did you read the story? <laughs> yeah. They were riding around Eugene um, with airsoft guns, shooting yeah. homeless guys in the head. Yeah. Hmm. hmm. I wonder how many games those guys are going to miss. I, if I had to guess, Patrick, I would say the number's one. Yeah, I'm going to guess one. I think Fresno State's going to be in for a good day. <laughs> Fresno State's going to lose like 55 to 17. It's 55 to 10 or whatever. Yeah. Well, let's, not, let's not disrespect the Fresno State Look, uh, I love the Bulldogs, Bulldogs here. But, um, mm. Whatever. Who cares? Yeah. All right. I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.